1: How do you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face? Face, I've read Mark Twain. I think I earned the right to go on the internet and see a guy get a chainsaw on the face. Dude, my dad was drunk and my mom was dealing with it. Guess what? I get raised by a monster. My cot looks like it's been in a hockey fight. my stupidity. It's at the speed of goddamn light. I got a bunch of a box. Hey, what's happening? My 40-year-old boy podcast. I am here. We are here, you are he, and I am they, and we are all fucking together, right? Come together. Is that it? I am, we are, he are, they are, uh little toasted postman got a thing in my eye and then i got to think about the jack that i just stepped on uh i am the eggman woo i am the eggman i am the walrus goo goo go, go, goo 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 hi look it's not a show unless i do Beatles lyrics that's how it works i'm the oldest man alive i was just talking to a friend of mine About how uh, you know you have to try to stay current in this in this world this this devil may care coming at you a million miles a minute world and you got to try to stay as current as possible which is why this week I'm doing a Twitch throwback episode and I'm showing you something from ten years ago hi (laughs) what a genius Um, what I meant when I said you have to stay uh, as current as possible here's the thing I went and saw my buddy a good friend of mine named Rich who I started comedy with a million years ago in 1991. 1990 i think it was yeah let's see i moved here holy fuck you know what folks don't try to ever take uh, stock of your past you won't like it you'll sit there and you'll think to yourself well i remember this happened and then that happened and all of a sudden the years just blur everything goes to hell and then you just you don't know what to do with yourself and then you're ready to jump off a fucking cliff and nobody has a sarandon to grab i if i had a sarandon to grab i would have driven off a cliff years ago for fuck's sake but no i got no sarandon hand to grab I got no, I got no Thelma and Louise goddamn Gina Davis hand to fucking link in fingers interlinked. Cause I'll tell you what, I don't think they do that. I think if I remember correctly, the scene where they drive off the cliff, they just grab each other's hands. Um, I want that intimacy, man. I want to, I want to lace my fingers with your fingers, especially if we're about to fucking die. Let's do that. I get it because that's the only way because if you just clasp hands, then you're like, all right, well, we might wind up in heaven together or hell or whatever the fuck or just the bottom of the canyon. But if you interlace your fingers together, then no matter where you go, you know, you're together forever because your hands were interlaced. Um I can't tell you how much I love that. I can't tell you. I literally, when you, when you hold hands of somebody and you interlace your fingers, that is, that's right up there, boy. That is, that is the eating pussy of casual intimacy. I, I, it is just so fantastic to just take somebody's hand and lace your fingers with their hands and you're walking. Uh, I, I cannot explain. Oh, hold on a second. My phone is making a noise. I apologize for that, everybody. But again, this is a, this is an episode that doesn't count. None of these episodes count against your, your yearly count. This is again, a Twitch throwback episode for people who are, who have written me, who are very nice. Uh, like our friend, Anthony, I want to mention Anthony's name by specific name. And I want to mention our new friend from Russia. Uh, his name uh, on the Twitch uh, page is, well, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to give people's names. Uh, but I can say that we have a, a, another friend named Mark and another frame na- friend named Bridget and another friend named Julie who have arrived via the uh, the Twitch and have written me and talked about the podcast. Now, look, we also have another friend named Larry who tried to listen to the podcast and did not enjoy it. And that's totally fine. Because Larry explained to me in the Twitch stream, he's like, look, dude, it's not that you aren't funny. I just can't listen to one guy talk. It makes me very uncomfortable. And uh, and uh, you think that makes you uncomfortable? What if you were one guy talking? Larry, I'll tell you what, that's what really makes people uncomfortable. If you're one dude just talking into a goddamn microphone, that's a, that's a game changer right there. That's something that'll make you totally sad, Um, says the guy who does it and explains now to you the joke. Hi, why am I explaining the joke? I shouldn't explain the joke. That's See, that's, that's what makes me uncomfortable. I'm as uncomfortable as Larry now for fuck's sake. Um, but we've been doing this podcast a very long time. And, uh, and you know, I've, I've got new episodes, but I've also got a back catalog that I've been looking to exploit, if I, if I may just be so uh, crass and tell you that exp- exclusively. We used to sell it, and that did well. And then, uh, and now, I like to, with new Twitch people, I want to bring them the past and show them exactly what's happening. I'm want to go, hey, take a look at this. Uh, this is essentially, you know, this is the podcasting version of interlacing our fingers together. That's what I want to do. I want to make sure we go ahead and hold hands in the most intimate way possible. Uh, let's interlace our ears, my mouth and your ears. Let's lace it together, baby. Let's. Let me just stick. You know what? All you new Twitch people, I'm going to stick my tongue right in your fucking ear right now. That's how it's going to work. Uh, and I'm going to. I'm just going to like. I'm just, And look. I'm not... It's not going to be disgusting. You're not going to have, like, spit dripping out of your goddamn uh, uh, ear. I'm just going to say ear hole, but that just sounds gross. Fuck you, phone. God damn it. All right, I apologize, folks. That's my phone. There's nothing I can do about it. All right, that's that. Um, well, I mean, I'll just tell you who that is. That's my phone. That's my, uh, that's my trainer, John. He's a buddy of mine. And uh, and I have... He's the only one in my phone that has a little chime noise. There's two people on my phone who have a noise. And, uh, and he's one of them. And it's because... He uh, oftentimes uh, early when we were working out, he would text me to change the time. So I would know I could get another like 20 minutes of sleep or whatever the fuck. So if I heard that little sing song noise, I'd be like, OK, and I'd be able to look at my phone and it was either, hey, man, I'm on time or, hey, man, I'm running late. So I knew what I could do with my, my life. I knew how I could handle my life. Look, I I can only handle my life when I hear a fairy tale chime coming out of my phone. Otherwise, otherwise it's a coin flip all the goddamn time. You never know what the fuck's going to happen to me or you for that matter. Uh, so, so here we are, we're talking and we're having this, uh, this fine Twitch extravaganza. We're talking about life. We're talking about throwbacks. Um, oh, I was telling you about my buddy Rich. Oh, so that's the thing is I started doing, I did comedy a billion years ago and I saw my friend Rich. Right. And, uh, what the fuck? What was the point of even telling you about Rich? There was a whole thing. What did I do in the beginning of this podcast? I don't know. There was something I was, see, this is this is when you're old. Like if I was young, if I was a younger man, and that's how we're doing the throwback. And the young thing, you'll hear I was totally on the ball. I had everything fucking rolling. We were juggling, balls were in the air, everything was flying, and we always circuitously brought it back, and it was fucking brilliant. And now, I'm like, duh, what was I talking about, duh? And that's not good. Nobody wants that. Um, I saw Ripper on Monday. Uh, and by the way, I will tell you this. Uh, I, I, all of my friends, anybody named Rich, I call Ripper. And I don't think they realize that I'm calling them Ripper for that reason. I had one, I, my buddy Rich was the Ripper when we were kids, and so he was always Ripper. Uh, but now whenever I meet a new Rich, like my bu- this buddy of mine, Rich, or I, my old, I reconnected with a high school buddy named Rich. And I'm like, hey, Ripper, what's happening? Like I sent him an email, he's a different Rich from high school. There was one Rich in high school who was Ripper, and that was fine. But now, I love that nickname so much that whenever I see a guy named Rich, I'm like, oh, what's up, Ripper? And uh, if I would want to be called Ripper, wouldn't that be a fucking fantastic nickname to have? God damn Ripper or Reaper. How about that Reaper? How about the Grim Reaper? How about just Grim? How about no nickname? How about Mike? Um, Ripper. What's up, Ripper? Wouldn't you, let me ask you, wouldn't that be the great nickname? I mean, who's, uh, look, unless you're, I mean, you could think that I'm calling you Ripper Owens, who is, uh, of course, from uh, Judas Priest after, well, he was there for a little while. He's the basis of the film Rockstar. Did you know that? The movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg joining, uh, I don't know what fucking band it is, but he you know, like Celtic Flight or whatever the fuck, Wizard's Beard. And he joins that band because he's like a tribute singer. And then they're like, they fire their initial gay dude and they're like, hey, let's bring you on. And then he, the best scene is the audition scene. That's like, literally, you don't need to see anything more than Rockstar, from Rockstar than the audition scene where Wahlberg shows up to audition for the band. Uh, Although it's uncomfortable when he sees the one dude get fired or quit or whatever, the gay dude, and he takes his wig off and he stomps out. Spoiler alert. Uh, but then when Wahlberg hits the fucking note and, and sings and the band just looks at one another, like, yeah, this is the fucking guy. Is that, is that scene ever bad? Let me ask you this. Is that scene ever bad when a, when a, when a guy sings and everybody around him looks around like, holy fuck, this is the guy that's, that's, I don't, I don't care how cliche it is. I don't care how fucking, you know, and I'll, uh, you know, who would argue with me is my buddy Ahmad. Ahmad would be very mad at me for this because Ahmad, he, when I saw rocket man, you know, I talked about it on the podcast. Uh, that's this, this is a podcast. And, and Ahmad reached out he's like, Oh, I'm glad you like rocket man. He goes, I'll tell you what, uh, he goes, Does it, d- can you now admit how bad Bohemian Rhapsody was? And I'm like, dude, I told you Bohemian Rhapsody was bad. I know it was garbage, but I enjoyed it. I had a good time at the theater because I wanted to hear the queen music on blast and, and some of the scenes were okay. I didn't mind it. I mean, a lot of it is fucking, like you said, it's literally, I've talked about it on here bohemian rhapsody is is a vh1 biopic that's all it is it's all cliched garbage uh but i thought the guy did a good job as freddy and and um the music i mean you can't argue with the music and so ahmad he I mean, like wrote me about rocket man he's like uh, all of Bohemian Rhapsody's awards and money should be taken away and given to the Rocket Man people and and the Oscars. He said <laughs> no, he didn't say it to the Rocket Man people because he hasn't even seen it. He's like all of it should just be taken away because of Rocket Man because because uh, I thought <laughs> how good it was. And he said that uh, the Oscar should be taken away from Freddie Mercury and given to anybody else who was in the in the running last year. Ahmad wanted to fight that movie like he literally would have punched the screen if I would have let him. He just he was so mad. Poor Ahmad. He came here last year and he saw two movies with me. He saw Vice and he saw Freddie Mercury. Uh, bohemian rhapsody and he uh, just hated them both could not stand either of them and uh and i couldn't argue with him i mean vice was just vice was it just left me so cold it was just not good and bohemian rhapsody wasn't good but at least it was queen music cranked up uh and then of course there was the great scene where freddie got aids and then a guy in the audience or a guy in the uh, hallway was like uh hey oh and then freddie was like aids <laughs> As he walked down the hallway, a um, couple of fellows with AIDS just having a moment. That's what it was. Just a couple of AIDS guys having a fucking moment there together in a hallway. <laughs> They're waiting for a checkup. Look, we've all been there. We've all been in the doctor's office waiting to hear the bad news or the good news or just the mystery and not knowing what the fuck is going on. And hey, what's this sore? And why is my throat hurt? And all this kind of bullshit. And uh, and then sure enough, there's Freddie Mercury walking around in a tank top and you go AIDS. And he goes AIDS. And then you're you feel better. You feel better with yourself. It takes your it takes your mind off of the uh, the diabetic coma you know you're no doubt going to fall into. It takes your mind off of the WebMD thing that you were surfing where you're like. Hey, this is weird. Um, I have like a, I, my tongue has a bump on it. Oh, I have thrush. Okay, well, that's fine. I've talked about that on the show before. Don't ever WebMD your fucking symptoms. Literally, I had like, I had a bump on my elbow and they're just like, all right, it's a cancerous cyst and you're going to have to have your arm removed below the bicep. God damn you, WebMD. How dare you taunt me with your nonsense? Ah, uh, fake doctor bullshit. All that is, all WebMD is, is a choose your own adventure doctor. You know how you have that choose your own adventure book where they're like, go to page 53 and it's like, oh, you just got an axe in the face. That's what WebMD is, man. You're just like, what do you have? And you're like, I have a redness on my neck. And you're like, and it says, go here. And you go there. And they're like, oh, you have croup. And you're like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. Well, it says that you have a cough. And you're like, no. And it goes, oh, sorry, we meant lupus. You have some disease with an oop in it. You have Fruit Loops. That's what you have. You have alley oop. That's what you have. Oh, my God. You're going to wind up in a fucking hospital bed with goddamn alley oop. That's going to be terrible. Uh all right, folks. So I went and saw my buddy Rich a couple of days ago. And that was uh, again, I haven't seen Rich in it's one of those things where time just fucking flies, man. Where you're like I, I know Rich 30 years, which is astonishing to say anyway. Cause I, I started comedy when I was like twenty two, so so uh yeah, right? Sixty seven, eighty nine, ninety. Yeah, I've been doing comedy since eighty nine ninety. I mean I won Funniest Man in Tahoe. Hi. That's right. That's who you're listening to right now. anybody knew for, anybody who's migrated over here from Twitch, brace yourselves. I was the funniest man in Lake Tahoe in 1988. Oh, I'm the fucking best. Uh, and then I wound up making my way to Los Angeles in the early early 1990. And going ahead and, and starting to hit the open mic trail as I lived in a shitty hotel with my brother. Uh, and you would think that now that I'm telling this story, that would be one of the episodes that I would be putting up here as a throwback for Twitch. But it's not. I already have it chosen um, because a listener, a, fr- a, a f- listener of this show, a longtime listener who has seen me in person and in public and at a show, uh, requested an episode. Of, this is like a month and a half ago when I was talking, I was threatening to do a Twitch throwback. And I told her, I'm like, you know, that's a really good choice. And I don't want to say why, but I mean, like she liked one particular story that was in there. Uh, But then when I saw the rest of the stories that were like the the other thing that was in there, I'm like, well, fuck yeah, this is ideal because I always like to uh, unearth stuff that hasn't been, you know, listened to or talked about or remarked about or stuff that I thought might have should should have gotten more. Like there was a story I told about a baseball game once and I got zero feedback on it. And I was like, this is a fucking, this is one of my go-to stories. How did this get nothing? I was furious. But then there's a story where I, you know, I hit a guy in the head at Trader Joe's with a frozen turkey and everybody's like, this is the greatest story I've ever heard. I'm like, all right, that seems aggressive, but fine. Uh, But I'm not going to argue. People like what they like. Let people love what they love. If they want to hear a story about me assaulting an elderly man with poultry, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do that and then tell that story to you, friends. Um, It's funny. I I had an example in my brain. (laughs) All right, I'm going to tell you this story. It's not even a story. This is more of an anecdote, but uh, brace yourselves because uh, I know we're going to throw back Twitch, and I, it's gonna, I'm getting there eventually. Because I know you're like, well, all this stuff is just preamble. Enough with the preamble, buddy. anybody wants to hear you talking in goddamn circles in the beginning, If you're going to give us an old episode. Go ahead and throw it in the mix, and uh, and I will throw it in the mix soon. But uh, but in the meantime, I've got to give you the plugs. I got to do a whole bunch of stuff. I have got to talk. I got to stretch this out is what I got to do. I got to give you some some bonus content. I can't just throw up an old episode because in that oh, hold on, I'm sorry, there were people yelling outside my front door. That's not good. Um, every time because I mean I live in a building. That's secure. I mean there's like there's a, a lock on the front gate, there's a lock on the carport gates, um, there's a gate gate. And uh in my mind I'm like, Well fuck, I you know, if anybody's fighting outside, that means it's somebody here who lives here, I hope, because otherwise some junta has occurred and someone has gone ahead and stormed the building and they're taking over, and that's not good. I can't have that happen. Because um, right now there are uh there are at least three locks between me and the general public. Uh yeah, three locks right now. If you, and if you want, because there, there's the front gate lock, there's a lock on my screen door, and then there's a lock on my front door. So there's three locks between me and the general public. If everything goes badly, if everything goes fucking Koyanaskotsky, if everything goes fucking tits up, I have at least three locks that are keeping me from whatever the fuck is going on outside. And what do I have here in the house to eat? I have two pork chops. I've got a bunch of bottled water. Um, I'm fairly safe. I, I think I could hold out for two days. If a bunch of shit hits the fan without even opening the door or the blinds, Uh, I would tune in, of course, to the Internet unless they cut the Wi-Fi. Oh, see, that's what that's what the Russians are going to do. They're going to cut the fucking Wi-Fi first and send this whole fucking country into a goddamn downward spiral. And then because, you know, I'll tell you what, look, just think about you people look in your mirrors and think to yourselves, what if I didn't get Mike's podcast on time? Uh, you never get it on time anymore. I'm a fucking dick bag. But at the same time, what if you were like, oh man, what if I, there's no contact with the outside world? Not that I'm your only contact with the outside world. What if I was, what if you're some weird shut in? The only thing you got that told you about the outside world was me. Oh my God. You would think the world was a fucking tire fire. You'd be like, what the fuck happened? But you only, you get all your news and reports about the outside world from Mike Schmidt. That's bad news. Don't fucking dude, do me a favor. And I'm not even going to tell you to like, look at regular news, but just, uh, I don't know, find a handful of other influencers to go ahead and guide your life. Don't just have me doing it, because again, you'll then you'll be hiding in your apartment, wondering what the fuck is going on. You'll be constantly late for appointments, and you can't have that happen in your life. You don't want to be that. Don't be me. Don't fucking wind up like me, baby. Go ahead and take a step outside yourself. You know what? Uh, take a step outside your mind, as our friend Mickey Dolans and the Monkees would tell you. Uh, come with me. Uh, and take a step outside your mind. The monkeys rule. All right. Ah, uh, so I saw Rich the other day. We went to a ball game, but I hadn't seen him in fucking forever, and he's telling me it's a. Uh, He's a really good guy. He was doing stand-up when I was doing stand-up. I showed up in, in Orange County, California, and that's where I got my start, basically. I started in Tahoe, obviously, but that was that was few and far between. I was just doing like one or two shows a year to compete. But um, and not a year. I mean, I I did two shows in a year. I'm gonna cough and it's gonna be bad, so I have to stop this. God damn it. Why am I even telling you that I'm gonna cough? I shouldn't even do that. I should just cough. If I cough, that's fine. But I wanna stop down so you don't have to hear the cough. But now I should just cough, right? I should probably just cough and just get it over because I've already warned you that I'm going to cough. So you already know that I'm going to cough. And now, if you don't hear a cough, it would be unnatural. You know what? I'm going to talked myself into it. And now, if you didn't hear a cough, you'd be like, fuck, we wanted to hear the cough because I built up this fucking cough. And you're thinking to yourself, well, fuck, he's going to cough. And then I don't cough. You're just like, fuck, dude. How dare you get us to the pre- You're edging us. You're literally edging us with a cough. You're getting us right up to the precipice of a cough. And then you stop jerking us off. And there's no fucking cough to come shooting out of our cocks. What the fuck, man? No lady could squirt a cough out of herself. Oh, I get it. <coughs> Hi. All right, that that happened. <laughs> I don't know. I I it's a you know I, when I I should go and find out. And I go to WebMD and find out what this is. Whenever I start talking, all of a sudden now my nose gets all fucking. I do dude, dudes stop. I I gotta stop telling you shit. Nobody cares. All right. Hi. So I went to Orange County over the week, uh, not over the weekend. I went on Tuesday, as a matter of fact, and I uh, I went with my buddy Ripper, and we went to a. Uh, he's not even Ripper. <laughs> I'm calling him Ripper. I think I even called him Ripper. All we were together. I'm like Ripper, and he's, he didn't even react. Um, but it was good to see him. And, and the funny thing is, like I said, he's a little older than me. He's, he's about a. De- he's got about a decade on me, and uh, actually, he's got twelve years on me. Um. But he's, you know, he's got a family and a life like he was a he's a teacher. He's retired. Uh, he still has a hand in stand up. And I will tell you this. I've never I've never met anybody in my life who has such reverence for comedy as, as my friend Rich. He just he loves the old comedy. He tries to find the new comedy. He's just he just really is fascinated by it. And he still. Like I said, he still gets on stage. He loves it. Um, but I saw him the other day and it was he was asking me about this and the show. And I was like, well, I got Twitch and I do the podcast and stuff. And he was like, "Wow, man, you still, you know, you still have a career," and I'm, I'm such a goof. In my head, I just, I, I even said to him, "I go, well, I don't know if I would call it a fucking career," and he's like, "Well, no, you, because I, I was telling him I don't hustle, and I was bemoaning that. I'm like, ah, you know, I don't hustle, man. I need to hustle more, and I need to do this." And he goes, "Well, it sounds like you're hustling if you're doing video games five times a week at least, and then you're doing a podcast and stuff like that." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's not really hustling." I go, "I know what what hustling is, and that's not hustling, really," and he was. uh You know me. I spend most of my time arguing with people and telling them, "No, I'm not good. No, I don't do the right thing. No, please, by all means, uh, understand that I'm not getting it done properly." Um, so I, I, so that's that. And, uh, and I, I said, "You have a beautiful wife. You have a beautiful daughter. You have a beautiful house." I mean, because he does. He's got a fucking house, and he brought me upstairs in his house. He's got a second story with like he's got microphones set up for recording. He's got like five guitars. It looks like the you know like the cat house or the 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 new this new studio that Mex has got. And I just said, this is, this is beautiful, you know? And he's like, and it's, it's all relative. You know what I mean? Because I can see through the prism of, well, it'd be cool to have a house and a a wife and a daughter and and a life and and accomplishments and things like that. And he sees it as, Hey man, you've got like people who love you and want to listen to you and fans and listeners and friends. And, you know, I told him I was going to Toronto and I told him I was going to Cincinnati probably in October and all these different things. And and he was just like, that's amazing. That's it's uh, how will I able to say it like this? I have the life he would love to have, not at the expense of his new his regular life, but he obviously he would like to combine them in some way. Um, and I, I every time I talk to somebody like that and we wind up dealing with, it, I realize how lucky I am. You know what I mean? It's like that thing where I go, ah, fuck, I, you know, I, it's just I I don't think anybody cares. I'm trying to hustle and I got to make this improvement. I got to make that improvement, um, but I'm incredibly lucky. You know, and it, it comes up all the time, you know, every time I tell them a story like is I, he and I, again, we haven't seen each other. I thought it was just a couple of years. I probably haven't seen him in like 15 years. You know, it's just, it's just been that long. I might've run into him once, but to hang out, it's been a really long fucking time. And, uh, and, and so to sit down and talk and start to relate the fact that I've been to Japan and I've been to Kuwait and then, and you know, I, I went to Cincinnati last year and we had that Schmitty Palooza there and I'm all these things and, and, uh, god damn i'm lucky i'm the luckiest fucking guy in the business so all you new people from twitch who are listening to this podcast uh not counting larry um (laughs) who was very careful to tell me how much he hates me talking about myself he didn't i'm joking you know me i get stuck on this fucking bullshit um but I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly lucky and thank you for making me as lucky as I am. And I don't want to turn this into some maudlin, uh, you know, we're all in this together and thank you. I love you guys. And I, I, you know how I feel. Um, and I can only hope that I will eventually pay off your investment and your trust in me to be uh, good. Uh, that's all. Someday I'll be successful in a way that you guys can go, ha ha, I was there in the beginning, but I am successful motherfuckers. So step off. I don't know. You're not really saying I'm not successful. I'm the one who says that in my head every day. Uh, even though I, you know, again, literally I have people who are like listening to me all over the world, which is fucking cool as hell. I'm talking in circles. Shut up. My friend, Michelle is in town. I'm going to tell you this story. I well, First of all, I went out to, uh, I went to lunch the other day. I was looking for a place to eat lunch and I wanted a hamburger. All right. Now there's a place called Bill's burgers by my house. Uh, the problem with Bill's burgers is it's always on the list of best burgers in the valley, which I wanted to fucking go to. I'm like, all right, well, I'll go there. But when you go to Bill's Burgers, it's a fucking roadside shack. That's what it is. I'm not kidding. It's got about eight stools, um, but it's always crowded. The stools are always packed, and there's people standing around because they're waiting for their hamburgers. And it's like a fucking, you know, double cheeseburger for three fifty, dollars uh, 50 And they, they don't have fucking fries. They have chips. You know, it's like literally a roadside stand, and it's been there forever. And this is not a joke. Bill is easily... 75 years old he may be 80 okay and I will tell you this he is every fucking minute of 80 years old that thing where your arms don't move fast anymore and you're fucking you're walking like Tim Conway in a fucking Carol Burnett sketch and you're just tiptoeing all over the fucking place and there's a reason why people are standing around waiting it's because it takes him fucking five hours to make a goddamn double cheeseburger uh if you get there and you see a line you're dead I, I I went there. Not, not a joke. I went there two months ago. I was like, all right. I I, I said, you know what? This sounds like a jam. I'm going to go there because I've, I've eaten there once before. Uh, here, the first time I went, it was such a wait, but I said, well, I'm already here. So I ordered a cheeseburger and the guy's like, okay. And he didn't tell me how long it would be. So about the 15 minute mark I'm standing, I'm like, how do I not get a fucking double cheeseburger? And there's guys ahead of me who still don't have their food and people are still walking up and ordering. And there was a guy at the counter. This is not a fucking lie. He turns around and looks at me and he goes, Hey you want a chili cheeseburger? And I'm like, well, no, I ordered a double cheeseburger. And he goes, no, no, do you want a chili cheeseburger? And he had one in a bag, like wrapped. I go, why, what, what do you mean? And he goes, well, he goes, I thought I'd eat two, but I'm, I'm full after one. So if you want the second one, because you're, you know, biding your time waiting for your order. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so I literally ate a free chili cheeseburger while waiting for my double cheeseburger. This is like four months ago or no, six months ago. Um, it was winter. I remember it was winter because there was a breeze. Well, Jesus, what, I'm the oldest man alive. <laughs> I remember it was winter because there was a breeze blowing and I felt it in my bones. But luckily, I choked down a free chili cheeseburger to instill some warmth into my gullet. Uh, so this dude gives me a free chili cheeseburger and I ate that waiting for my other burger. And I was, and then when I, it still took like 15 more minutes for me to get my other burger, so I still could eat my other burger. It was spaced out enough to where I was hungry enough to eat another goddamn hamburger. Uh, that's what Bill's is. It's just, it just takes forever. So I literally went there like two weeks ago and I showed up and I, I saw people and I'm like, oh, fuck, I drove here. Why not? Because I went right after the gym, which is fucking dumb to go get a cheeseburger after the gym, but it was a couple of weeks ago and I was starving and it was meat because I know you can eat keto and meat is fine, not buns but meat, whatever. Don't yell. So sure enough, I uh, I parked the car and I walk over to the old stand and uh, <laughs> I walk up and I'm like I sit down at a stool. There's an empty stool, so that's a good sign. That means it's not crazy packed. And in there is Bill and his wife and the young guy. The young guy works the counter. He takes all the orders. But Bill is the one working the grill, and the wife is getting chips and drinks. And they are, like I said, Bill is, he's 80 fucking years old. He's hes just a Methuselah of hamburgers. You know, that you got to be careful that he doesn't just serve you his beard on a bun. He's just a fucking ancient old guy, bent over, gnarled. And his wife is... I'm going to say she's 10 years younger. That's my guess. So whatever age he is, if he's 70, she's 60. If he's 30, she's 20. I don't fucking know. All I know, is she's got to be at least a decade younger than Bill. And, uh, and Bill is just, he's just bent over the grill and he's like shuffling over and getting the patties and, and it's, and it's, it's those, here's the reason why people go. It is, it is perfect. It is those perfect hamburgers that are grill cooked. Not, not, I'm in a flat top. Not, a, they're not char broiled. But they get that hard crust all around the outside, but they're still good on the inside. And he and he makes two of them with a fucking two slices of cheese. It's just, you know what I'm talking about. Where you get and they're thin. They're not like, you know, they're not smash burgers. They're not big patties. They're not, you know, half-pound burgers, but they're just perfect hamburgers. Perfect cheeseburgers, where they have that crunchy crust on the outside, but they're still fucking juicy and they got cheese on them. Dude, they're so good. And that's why people come and they tolerate the bullshit. That's why they're like, oh, okay. Well, so I've got to deal with a corpse making me a hamburger, but it's going to be the best fucking corpse made hamburger I'm ever going to eat in my goddamn life. So I don't mind waiting. So I went to Bill's Burgers and I pulled up to the old, uh, I I parked and then I walked up to the shack and there was a stool. Like I said, that's a good sign. So I sit down and I see the shuffling bill and I see the wife just harried and getting ice. And then, uh, the, uh, the young guy comes up and he takes the thing and he's like, Hey, what can I get you? I said, how long's the wait? He says, 40 minutes. And I I just looked at him and I go, seriously? And he goes, Yeah, we're uh, there's a lot of people out back. Cause they have a bunch of seats in the back that I didn't realize. And then I of course I look and there's a um there's all the dupes are hanging there where he has to, you know, he gets his orders. Like the guy takes the order and he sticks it in the in the the, the shelf or whatever the fuck and they're called dupes. That's the the tickets. Um, and I look and there's there's gotta be fifteen of them hanging there. And I, I, so I just looked at him and I go, how long? And he goes, 40 minutes. And I go, seriously? And he goes, yeah, there's a lot of guys in the back. And I go, 40 minutes. And he goes, maybe longer. And I said, thanks for telling me. And I just, I got up and I fucking left. And as I left, there's people approaching. There's like people walking up to the shack. Because uh, at the time, it's like 1.45 in the afternoon. And they close at 2.30. So I'm like, how the fuck, what What are they, are they going to make burgers all the way up to the second they close? It makes the fucking, because that's another thing. They're open from like, I think 11 to two or 11 to four or something like that. I don't even fucking know those weird hours again. Cause he's an old man. That's the only time he can escape the house to go make fucking burgers is fucking from 11 to four. Then they go and put him back in his coffin. And then he fucking wakes up the next day to make more fucking crunchy burgers for everybody. And then also they're closed on Mondays. So like literally the, I, uh, on a Monday, if you think, you know what? I'll go to Bill's burgers. Oh, guess what? Fuck. Cause I've done that before. Cause I have Shannon on Monday and I'll get out of Shannon at like one o'clock. And then I'm like, you know what? I can go get a Bill's burger. Fuck. And I'm so mad. So I wanted a burger. I wanted like a real hamburger. And so I'm like, all right, well, what can I grab? I should go here. I could get a burger. That'll be the thing. And um, I didn't want to go to Bill's Burgers. That was this, this is this week. All right. And then, so I'm like, but I want a real burger. I don't want, I didn't want to go to a fucking, I didn't want to go to Five Guys. Didn't want to go to In-N-Out. Um, because again, as you know, gourmet burgers are now the new thing. Everybody's making these real, this, this new take on burgers, wherever you go, everybody's like, got a fancy burger, uh, an animal. They've got the boner burger, which is fucking unbelievably good. Um, cause I think it has bone marrow in the fucking, in the meat. I mean, it's just, again, it just melts. It's so delicious. And then there's a place here called, uh, we don't have smash burger yet. We have burger, burger, me, M I, you ever seen that joint, I think it's from Israel. Someone told me. They're like, yeah, no, it's a fancy burger joint from Israel. So I went and ate it. It's fucking awful. I mean, it's just terrible. It's just, I, you know, and I mean, because again, I got to be honest with you. When I think of burgers, I don't think of the Golden Heights. I don't know what the fuck this, why Israel burger, who the fuck knows. Good for them. Um, but for me, it just it just did not work because they, they're little burgers and you buy, you get three at once and they're little sliders. And then there's like a turkey burger with some fucking cheese or whatever the fuck or a Greek burger dude, just make me a fucking, I just want a fucking hamburger. I just want somebody to fire up the grill and make me, a, I want a Bill's burger, goddammit. Give me an old man burger. I want, I don't, I want to, I want the stench of death on every patty. That's what I fucking want. I want an old man bent over like a skeleton making me fucking burgers and just fucking handing them to me. Jesus Christ. So sure enough, uh, I googled it. I'm like, well, all right, there's gotta be a decent burger place. I didn't want to go to umami either. I think I told you the story. But I did. I told the story on here about umami burger. I went to umami burger one time and I, I asked for avocado on my turkey burger. They're like, nope, no substitutions. I go, well, that's not a substitution. That's an addition. And they're like, ah, doesn't matter. I'm like, yeah, I, all right, can I get a side of avocado? Nope. <laughs> you fucking dicks. I, I mean, again, ordering food, as I've mentioned, choose your own adventure. Like I'm on WebMD or whatever the fuck. I want to choose my own adventure when I'm ordering a goddamn hamburger. And if I want fucking lettuce, tomato, onion and avocado and a fried egg, if those are options, don't tell me, well, fried egg comes on this burger, but you can't get it on this burger because the chef doesn't want to put it on there. What the fuck? The fucking burger chef. I got news for you again. If it wasn't 2:30 in the afternoon and a 45 minute wait, I would drive over to see a dead guy to serve me hamburgers and he gives me whatever the fuck I want. Except he gives me chips. There's no fucking fries. Um, but I shouldn't eat fries anyway because keto. Keto is important. Keto runs the world. I'm in ketosis now. I'm not. Uh, so I'm like, all right, I got to find a fucking hamburger. So where can I go? What can I do? Where can I get a burger? So I Google it. And uh, it turns out there's a new place by me. because I, I Googled best burgers uh, in LA and best burgers in the valley. Um, LA eater, LA puts out an article, the best places to eat in summer of 2019 and all this stuff. And they shuttle some restaurants in some restaurants out, whatever, but they had the best burgers. And, uh, so I found, uh, they said best burgers in the Valley bills burgers, of course, is on the list. Uh, but then I look and then it turns out there's a burger place right by my house. Now that's opened up. And I think it's been open for like six months. It's called brace yourselves. Mr. O's. Mr. O's, and it's uh, up on Ventura Boulevard, which is just like four miles from my house, three miles from my house. I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I'll give Mr. O's a day in court. Let's fucking make this happen, right? Right? What do we do? We go to Mr. O's. So uh, I hop in the old car. Uh, well, this is actually when was this? This was Monday. I think it was Monday. Yeah, because I left Shannon. That's what it was. It was Monday because I was looking for a burger. Exactly. So Monday, I was like, all right, I'm in the car, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Mr. O's. And I was debating. I'm like, ah, you know what, Mr. Because then uh, I looked at Mr. O's menu. And it looked good, but I I won't lie to you, it was uh a skosh pricey, <laughs> at least for a fucking hamburger. But in my brain, I went, you know what? It's on the best list. I want a burger. Let's go fucking get it done. Let's go have it done. Because again, I'm a single man. I don't have children. I'm not paying for anybody's college education. So if I can go spend eighteen bucks on a hamburger, I'm gonna go do it. Damn it. Hell, I bought a twenty. What is it? Twenty eight dollar fucking hamburger once in St. Louis when I was, I was there doing a show. I went to a, a casino. I went to who who is it? Uber, uh, Eric repair, Eric, uh, Eric repairs fucking restaurant. And it was like a fucking gold leaf Kobe beef burger. I don't know. And I get a Twinkie shake. Look, it's a, is it a wonder I'm still, I'm, I'm not dead. It is. It is a wonder I'm not dead, but that's fine. I'm indestructible. I'm unkillable eventually I'll be 95 years old shuttling around in a fucking, uh, in a you know what? Like Bill does his burgers. I'm going to be like a 95-year-old man just dispensing podcasts in a roadside shack and you'll have to wait for it, but you'll you'll love it because it'll be crunchy on the outside and still fucking delicious. Uh, So I go to Mr. O's and I should tell you, they get this fucking cool-ass retro sign. Basically what they're doing is they're going for the diner aesthetic, but like fancy diner, that kind of deal, like a diner with an upscale food. I'm like, all right, well, let's fucking take a shot at this. So sure enough, I go to Mr. O's And I walk in and there's a, there's one other table that's full. It's dead, but that's okay. I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to commiserate with anybody. I just want to have a goddamn uh, hamburger. So the waiter comes over. He's like, what do you need? He gives me the menu. I take a look at it and uh, they had the hamburger. Like I said, I know I'm getting the burger and the burger came with fries that were uh, And Again, here's, here's the fancy stuff. Kennebec fries. With oregano oil and chive powder. You know what I mean? Like That's that's worth six bucks on its own. You know what I mean? That kind of deal. And then that's what the burger came with. It came with that. Burgers on a potato bun. It comes with uh, uh, sautéed Fresno chilies and, and cheese. And I, yeah, I'm like, all right, well, that's fine. I can make this happen. So then they had a lunch special. Here's the deal. Because they also had salads. And I looked at the salad and they had a Caesar. They had a mixed green salad. They had a fucking, uh, they had a Chinese, a chopped Chinese salad. Now look, if you know anything about me, you know, I love the Asian salads. If there's any, if there's one thing, you know, about me, if there's anything, if anybody came to you and they said, Hey, do you ever listen to the 40 year old boy podcast? You're like, Holy fuck. Does Mike love Asian salads? That's literally the only thing you know about me that you can take to the goddamn bank. You're like, uh, also, you know that I get mad at anything. Besides that, I can get mad at a sink. He can get mad at a sink, and the guy loves Asian salads. That's that's who Mike Schmidt is a guy. So all you new Twitch people, if you need to know anything about me, you know that I'm playing video games and I get burnt out on it sometimes. But I try to do the best I can. You know that I I get mad at a sink, and you know that I love fucking Asian salads. Take that and run with it, baby. So uh, I saw the Asian salad, and it had a lot of. Uh, here's the thing: it had a lot of fun ingredients. I this is what I love about an Asian salad. All right, I love the fact they get the crispy wontons in there. I love your peanuts that are lurking in an Asian salad because that adds a, it adds a crunchy element. It's not a crouton. And also that means it's keto-friendly because you know me. I'm always looking for keto-friendly, baby. So uh, I'm looking around. I'm like, all right, well, let's make this happen. I'll go ahead and have the Asian salad maybe. That sounds like it's really good. And also it had an Asian vinaigrette. Now, oh, dudes, I would jerk off with an Asian vinaigrette. It's just it's just so delightful. It tastes so good. It's, it's kind of tangy and sharp but also fresh. It's got like a soy feel to it, It's like a, a tangy, funky fish sauce thing, but it's also bright because it's a vinaigrette. Oh, it's, I love a fish sauce vinaigrette or an Asian vinaigrette. So I couldn't decide. I'm like, all right, do I go Asian salad here or do I go uh, do I go burger? What do I do? I mean, because the burger looked good and I came there for a hamburger, but also in my brain, I'm, I, I still have to have that conversation where I go, do you really want to pay $18 for a fucking hamburger? What the fuck is your problem? Because the salad was $13. I'm like I can make the Asian salad work for 13 bucks. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, cuz 13 that's yeah, that's a decent lunch price. 18 bucks eh, uh I mean that's just especially for a hamburger and fries. I mean again, like I said, I could go to Five Guys or I could go to In-N-Out and I could get the same thing for 8 bucks. So I'm like is it worth the $10 Mr. Rose fancy diner aesthetic fucking cool ass sign outside tax to pay the extra 10 bucks for the goddamn burger? And uh and I so I'm deciding and then I look at the bottom of the menu folks I look at the bottom of the menu It's a one page menu you know it's got the salads at the top it's got the burgers and stuff and it's got a pastas as well for lunch and I looked at the pastas I was like you know what pasta sounds okay and I'm like what are you doing man you can't be eating pasta you came here for a hamburger don't talk yourself out of this shit I don't want to be my ex wife my ex wife used to all the time I told you we go to a steakhouse and you'd be like I'll have the fish what the fuck man doesn't say fish on the sign outside this is Ruth's Chris Steakhouse not Ruth's Chris bait and tackle get a steak but she would always be contrarian and then she would wind up at the fish and then she'd be like, oh man, I should have got a steak. So I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to be like, fuck, I came here for a burger and look at me now gumming down pasta. I don't want to fucking do that, man. So sure enough, uh, the guy comes over and he's like, "Uh, what can I do for you? And I looked at the bottom of the menu and it's got a lunch special. And you can pick one item from the salad section. You can pick one item from the sandwiches and food section and then you get a drink as well and it's 25 bucks. So, uh, the only problem with that is the fries are in the salad section and the burgers in the burger section. And in my brain, I'm like, well, fuck, I can't, if I do that, cause here's the thing, I get a burger and fries for 18 bucks or I can go with the lunch special, but then I get burger and Asian salad and a fucking Coke for 25 bucks. And I'm not, I'm not drinking a Coke. We'll get to that in a second. But, uh, but I'm saying that's the choice is a Coke, a diet Coke. A lemonade or an iced tea. That's what, that was the choices. So you get a drink and then one one and one. So it's one, one, and a drink. And I'm like, well, fuck. So I lose the fries, but I gain the Asian salad, but it cost me seven fucking dollars. That seems bananas. Now, normally, again, like I said, a burger and the salad would have been 31. And then add the drink is another four because, again, it's one of those joints where it's like a $4 lemonade. Like, what the fuck, man? So it's a deal, but at the same time, I'm losing the fries in that deal. And I got to do all that math in my head, which also hurts me. I fall asleep. The guy wakes me up an hour later because, I mean, I'm I'm snoozing as I try to crunch the numbers in my head. I get an abacus out. I get a slide rule. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I got a protractor trying to figure out if I can get the fries instead of the salad. And uh, so I said to him, I go, hey, look, I go. you got this lunch special. Let me ask you this. Uh, I lose the fries, but I get the salad. Like, what size is the salad? And he goes, no, you don't lose the fries. I go, excuse me? He goes, yeah, no, that's a burger and fries no matter what. That That's a package deal. That comes. That's it. You pick that from that section. That's a burger and fries. Then you pick a salad. Then you get a drink. And I said, for 25 bucks. He goes, yes. And I go, done! And he looked at me because he couldn't believe that I yelled it like that. And I said, you know what I'm going to have? I'm going to have the hamburger. I'm going to get the, uh, the Mr. O's burger along with the uh, Kennebec fries that come with it. I'm going to get the Asian salad and I'm going to get a lemonade. And he goes, perfect. Takes my menu, walks off. Uh, I'm alone. I'm with my phone. I'm, I mean, you know what I'm on? I'm on a date by myself, folks. That's what I'm, 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 on a date and I'm enjoying the company. I won't lie to you. I mean, it's me and my phone. We're married. We're together. I'm scrolling through Twitter. I'm looking at fun things I'm reading. And then he brings me my lemonade, uh, which has a big Horkin chunk of lemon right at the top. And I will tell you this. They also have a decanter of water. They bring you. It's a new fancy. When you go to a fancy restaurant, they're like, would you like some, uh, what is that? Pellegrino? Pecorino? Pecorino's a cheese. They're like, would you like some Pellegrino? Would you like some sparkling water? Or would you like the flat water? They always say flat, which makes me laugh. Like I'm like, like I, I just want fucking water. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't need an orgy of bubbles in my goddamn uh, libation. Please just bring me some water but then they bring you the flat water, the tap water, whatever you want to call it. And it's in a decanter. Of course, they can't just bring you a glass of water. They bring you a decanter, which is nice. Again, they put it on the table. I enjoy having the water decanter at my table because then I don't have to bother the fucking guy for four glasses of water. But then he pours it into the thing and uh, it's warm. It's like, dude, I don't understand why you have given me room temperature water. And it's funny. I've talked to other people like my friend, Michelle. She's like, I love the room temperature water. I'm like, oh Christ, I can't. I can't do the room temperature water. That's not for me, man but, uh, I bring me the cold water. Cause I went to another restaurant with my brother a couple of weeks ago and they brought us the cold water in the decanter. I'm like, thank you. It doesn't have to be ice water, but if it's cold water in the decanter. That's perfect. That's how it should be. Put it in the fridge, put your decanter in the fridge and bring me some goddamn cold water. Who wants to drink warm tap water or room temperature tap water? You know who does? My fucking friend, Michelle. So, uh, so he brings me in, it's warm, and I, and I was going to ask for ice, but I'm like, well, I got a lemonade coming anyway, so he brings me the lemonade, and it's got a big fucking Horkin lemon slice on a thin glass, so I squeeze the lemon into my lemonade, and then I squeeze the lemon into my water, so now I got two beverages, folks, that's what I got, I got a lemonade and a lemon water, courtesy of one giant lemon wedge, even if it is warm room temperature water, but now, you know, at the very least, by squeezing the lemon into the warm, the room temperature water, I have a finger bowl, at the very least... I have a finger bowl to go ahead and, uh, and cleanse myself if things get sticky during this meal in some way. So they bring me the, uh, the, like you said, they bring me the lemonade and I'm sitting there, I'm waiting. And then he comes out and he goes, here you go, sir. And he brings me the Asian salad. And I look at this Asian salad and it is, uh, you know, it's chopped cabbage. It's, uh, a bunch of sesame seeds on top. It's some wonton crunchies. It's peanuts. It's carrots. And it is, uh, Asian vinaigrette. Soaking through and through and not too much, but it's all, but it's just enough. I, so I mix it up and I take a bite of it and it is, it is magical. It is, it is as if I was transported. I take a bite and I close my eyes and you're where I am. I, I'm on a rickshaw being pulled through ancient China. That's where I am. I, I love an Asian salad and this rickshaw takes me through Japan. It takes me through Taiwan and it takes me through Thailand and it takes me through fucking Korea. It is just every Asian country in every single bite peanuts, crunchy, delicious. Adding with the cabbage, crunchy, because it's a very crunchy salad. Wontons, crunchy, delicious. And it's just the sesame seeds and the Asian vinaigrette is a delight. It's just, it just tastes like a Ming dynasty vase. That's what it tastes. It's just glorious. And I will tell you this, it's in a good size bowl. So, you know, you're eating, that's a lot of roughage, man. That's peanuts and fucking wontons and cabbage. And you're knocking that down and it's a You're essentially, you're just eating a broom that's not on a stick. I mean, that's all it is. It's a big ass fucking bowl of roughage and I'm chewing it and I'm eating it and I'm knocking it down and it's delicious and delightful. And in my brain, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know if I'm gonna eat my hamburger. Like, I have no idea because this is. This is a good size salad that came along. And I mean, along with the peanuts and the roughage and everything, I'm like, dude, I'm not even going to be able to fucking eat my burger, but but I don't care. I'm basking it. It's glorious. I am. I am just ensconced in the embrace of an Asian vinaigrette and all of the crunchiness you could possibly imagine. It's fucking delicious. I'm floating away on a sea of crunchy salad and I love it. Asians around me just glad handing me this is this you know what it was the salad this was the fucking salad version of a happy ending at a goddamn Asian massage parlor and it was the beginning it was starting my meal I got a happy ending in the beginning it's like starting with dessert first holy shit I just fucking I just I came all over the place and I still got a massage it's like if you went to a goddamn Asian massage parlor and they jerked you off first and then you still got a full massage to look forward to. Oh my fuck, you're already relaxed because you just fucking spread all over the goddamn walls. You're shooting ropes all over some fucking lady who's very nice and friendly. And then she fucking cleans herself off. And then she pours oil all over you and she fucking does the slide on you. You're like, oh my God, this is perfect. It's perfect. That's what this salad was. It was a happy ending, but it was in the beginning. It's a happy beginning. Let's call it a happy beginning. A happy beginning. That's what this fucking salad was. So I was, it was glorious. It was fucking glorious. So I'm like, all right, perfect. I'm eating it, I'm chewing it, I'm crunching it, it's delicious. The vinaigrette, it's lurking, to the point where I was like, I want side I was want, I want side vinaigrette to dunk my burger in, it's so good. Then he comes out with the burger. And uh burger and fries. Good burger. I taste I taste the fries. I didn't know what oregano oil was. Chive powder, no clue. But whatever it is, it fucking made those fries sing. They fucking sat up and sang, baby had a couple of french fries but then i wanted to concentrate on the burger uh i took a bite of the burger like i said it's got the fresno chilies it's got a little fastball got some cheese on there so it's kind of creamy the crunchy burger potato bun soft uh delicious i could only eat two bites of it but still delicious but now i got a a, a fine dinner to have see that's the thing that's the key with a guy like me i'll tell you that in the old days i would power through all this stuff right so now though if i spend if i spend 25 on lunch i know that that's lunch and dinner because there's no way I'm going to be able to finish that hamburger. I can eat it later that night. And so I shall. I had a couple of bites. The guy's leaving me alone because he thinks I'm working slow. And I am working slow. I'm on my phone. I, You know, I, I have to eat slowly. Because as you know, my stomach is a coin purse. And I'm, I'm making it happen, though. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking one bite. I nibble a french fry. And I, I only had a couple of fries. Because again, I'm trying to be keto at the same time. But also, uh, I wasn't hungry. I mean, I had the fucking salad. Holy shit, it was in my stomach like an Asian fist. It was in my stomach like the Asian Dawn, if you know who they are. They have political prisoners that Hans Gruber demands be released and they want to be released so they can make him that salad. That's it. The Asian Dawn invented that salad. Hans Gruber loves it and that's why he's demanding their release so they can make him that fucking salad. They can come to the Nakatomi building, head to the fucking kitchen and whip up that Asian salad for everybody. That's the Asian Dawn for you. Uh, So I finish. I'm there for like an hour. Just a date with myself. Just a date with myself. And uh I I I tell the guy I'm finished. He's like, You want to take everything with you? I said, sure. He throws the fucking fries in a package, throws the fucking burger. He, and also that's another thing I liked. They separately boxed them up. So he put the burger in his own little house, and the fries got their own little house. And uh so they're single. They're not a couple. Because that's the thing. They'll give you that clamshell and everything goes in there, and it's just it just doesn't keep anything fresh. They gave me these fucking lids and fucking containers and everything was it's it's just you know what treat them as if they're their own little person. That's that's a good move. Like I said, they're I mean the burger and fries are friends, just like my water bottles are friends with their caps. But at the same time you can separate them at that point. So they do. They put them in a couple of separate packages and they put the lids on them to keep them fresh. And I go home and I put it in the fridge. As a matter of fact, as I record this right now, the fries are still in my fridge because in my head I'm like, "Well, I can repurpose those into like maybe hash browns with some eggs. I can chop them up." Um, but I haven't had the t- opportunity. This is a couple of days ago, and I've been very busy for the last few days. I told you I went to Anaheim on Tuesday. I went to dinner with my friend Michelle last night. What? Yes, I did. Let me tell you about that, friends. Uh, but I ate the burger on Monday night. I did. I was able to heat that up and eat it, which is good. And it was just it was uh, it was a pleasant experience at Mister O's. A solid twenty-five for lunch. Now, that's 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 a little steep for lunch, but it also turned into dinner, as I said. So it's okay. I can make it. I can justify that in my brain. So uh, so yesterday, my friend Michelle is in town, and I am I'm, I'm meeting her, uh, and I'm like, hey, you know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And so I go pick her up. She's in uh, at her hotel because she comes to town for work. And she's coming to town pretty much once a month now. Whenever I see, you know, she's here and we go to Argo Blarg, which is this fucking Indian restaurant by where she's staying. Um again, it's a it's a really good Indian restaurant. I get a little Lambriani, folks. I get that happening. I get a little Agu Abu, Abu Grabe. No, that's that's not right. I don't get that at all. Holy shit. Actually, you know what? I get the Abu Grabe, Lindy England brings it out and then uh, puts a cigarette in her mouth and takes a photo with me. That's 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 what the Abu Ghraib is. No, Alu Goobe. alu Goube? Alu Gobe? Which is like fucking cauliflower and peas or whatever the fuck. I don't even know. And a curry. And she gets a curry maybe. We get some naan. It's delicious. We go to an Indian place. But now we've been exploring other places because she's not. Because uh, I'll, I'll even say to her, I go, hey, look, where do you want to go? Because, uh, you know, I would I would go to the Indian place all the time because I really like it. And I never eat there unless she's in town. But when she comes to town, and she doesn't want to have Indian food, I'm like, all right, well, let's go somewhere else. So we've been to, uh, we went to P.F. Chang's once. Uh, last time she was in town, actually, because it was the only thing open. It wound up, she got, we got to town super late. So PF Chang's was just about to close. And then we got this waiter who was not thrilled to see us walk in at closing time because he wouldn't, and, and not, it wasn't about us. It was just about people. And, uh, he kept bringing the food out super fast and bring, bring you contain, Are you guys done? You're done. Who's done? You guys finished? You done? No, we're not done. dickbag. bag, but whatever. So, uh, we've been to PF Chang's we've been to Abu Ghraib. We've been to, or, uh, Argo Blarg, I should say. Uh, we've been to a, uh, the bellwether. I took her to animal once the bellwether is a great place in the Valley. So, uh, because I, as you know, folks, I am, I am, I, I love food and I like good food. I like good places. I don't drink because I'll even say to her, I go, Hey, look, we can, we can go to some knockoff joint, whatever you want to do. And she's like, no, man, let's go to a nice place. So I'm, i always try to have a, you know, a place locked and loaded. So yesterday I said, Hey, where do you want to go? I thought we were going to Argo Cause again, we haven't been there the last few times she's been to town. She's like, I really want like a good dessert. And I'm like, well, that's not an argoblarg. You know, they're not gonna fuck with Indian desserts. You know how that it. it's all like rose hips and cream or whatever the fuck. You're like, oh Jesus Christ, I can't have this. This is no good. <laughs> well, it's a goat milk shake. It's delicious. No, thank you. Save it. Um it's a pistachio laden pastry, but it's also coated in rose syrup. Ugh, fuck. So so I was like, Well, all right, if you want that, if you want dessert, Argoblarg is not the place to go. So then I was like, well, you know, we went to the Bellwether before. There's a couple other places. I go, you know what? I go, it's not a dessert joint, but Casa Vega is a Mexican joint. I go, there's all these, you know, places we haven't been. I said, you know what? I had lunch at a joint called Mr. O's the other day. And she goes, what's that? I go, it's like a faux diner, but it's fancy. They have a bar. So, like, I'm sure they're open late. We can go over there and just, uh, and uh, I said, uh, you know what? They had an amazing Asian salad, which I had. I said, they had a hamburger. I go, it's a little pricey. You know, the joint's kind of pricey. She goes, I go, do me a favor, Google it to make sure they're open. So she did, and they were. I said, also look at the menu and make sure that's the thing you would want to eat. And she looked and she goes, yeah, absolutely. This, this sounds good. So I said, cool, Mr. O's it is. So we go, we park. Well, first of all, I should say, is we pull up, and in, uh, in the daytime, I parked in their parking lot. It wasn't a problem. I pulled in. I went and had lunch like a grown up. This time I pull up to Mr. O's. It's on Ventura Boulevard. Ventura Boulevard is a very fancy, not fancy, very busy boulevard with some fancy places, like about. Two blocks away from, not three blocks, about three blocks away from Mr. O's is Firefly. Firefly is owned by George Clooney and I believe Randy Gerber. And it is a, uh, I went there once with Karen for our anniversary, my ex-wife. And in the front, it's like this all dark wood and it's uh, people drinking. And then you go through to the back because we had dinner reservations. And it is this magical patio. When I went, it had all of these trees that were like white and they were strung with lights. It was just, it was a really beautiful atmosphere. Magical. The food was delicious. It's just, you know, there's a lot of fancy joints like that on Ventura Boulevard. And then there's your, you know, there's Mendocino Farms and shit like that. But at the same time, there's there's all these nice places. So parking is at a premium usually on on uh, on Ventura Boulevard. So sure enough, I pull up and I'm like, well, and I, in my brain, I even said to myself, I go, well, at least we can park in the lot there. It's not going to be a fucking deal. I pull up with with Michelle to Mr. O's. They have a valet in their parking lot. Now there's uh, there's literally I looked in the parking lot. It's there's only like four cars in the parking lot. Okay, so there's a good ten spots, but the valets they're at seven bucks to park at Mister Rose. And I said to Michelle, I go, why the fuck is it seven dollars to park in their parking lot? She goes, well, you know, it's because it's busy. I, I go, I don't care. I go, you, it literally, it's seven bucks to walk in the door of the joint. That's fucking stupid. She goes, well, he does look kind of dead. And I'm like, it is dead. They're closing in an hour. There's no fucking way. Don't wheedle another seven bucks out of a guy And. uh that's that's just me being a grandpa. Like I mean, but also at the same time, I don't I, I know you're like, "Fuck you, Dick. You paid $25 for lunch." Yes, I get that. But I don't want to pay $7 for a for, for air. Parking's a racket. You know that? It's the fucking worst thing of all time. You got to pay 7 bucks to just put your car somewhere? Fuck that. And even better, it's late. You know, it was like 915. So directly across the street, there's like four meters that are open. They're completely open. And so I just fucking did a U-turn and I parked across the street. I'm like right there. I, I, I And I laughed. I'm like, you dick. I, you, there you go. You lose your seven fucking dollars because I, who the fuck? Ugh. All you did was cost me 30 steps. That's it. Rather than seven bucks, I'll pay 30 steps and cross the fucking street. And I asked Michelle, of course, like, would you like to walk to the crosswalk? Because then I feel bad for her. I'm like, should I drop you off at the door here? She's like, no, of course you can park. I'm like, eh. Nah. I still feel like a, it's just, it's rude. And they, you know, there's a lady in the car. Let us park, you dick, whatever the fuck. So we park across the street and we hustle across the street. We go to sit down and uh, they give us the dinner menu. And like I said, I told, I had told Michelle I was here for lunch, you know, and I had the burger. It was so delicious, but they had this Asian salad that was incredible. Uh, we get the menu. We look at it. We're perusing. I'm looking. I'm taking stock of things. There's the burger tried and true. Hail and hearty right there at the bottom. amidst the sandwiches and dinner entrees. There's a bunch of pastas. There's some other fancy dinner stuff and then there's the salads and uh and, and there's your mixed greens salad and there's your kale salad and there's your caesar salad what isn't on the list folks motherfucking asian salad not available at dinner time are you kidding me are you kidding me I literally told Michelle, like, oh, I had this really good Asian salad and a hamburger. It's a little pricey, but it's, and she's like, oh, well, let's go. Let's try it. No Asian salad. And I'm crestfallen, which is ridiculous. I shouldn't be. That's what, that's when you know you're the fattest man alive. When you're disappointed by, by an entree, not arriving or a salad, not being on the list. You're just like, what the fuck? This makes zero sense. Cause again, it's that same deal with the baked potato. I mean, I, every comic's done this bit where like baked potatoes, not available to after 4am or 4pm and everybody's like, it's a fucking baked potato. Put it in the oven. What, the guy with the recipe's not here till after 4 o'clock p.m.? What the fuck, man? I get that. But it, it's an Asian salad. Chop, chop. Throw it in a bowl, the end. <sighs> so they bring the menu. And we're looking, we're trying to decide what to get. I told her the burger was really good. And then she's like, well, I'm looking at this. And she wound up looking at a chicken roulade with a pea mousse and some pine nuts and some nooski bacon, which looked delicious. And then they had a pasta carbonara. And she was like looking at a lamb bucatini. And I mean, there's all sorts of good stuff. Right. And I was thinking about the burger, but I'm like, I just had the burger two days ago. As a matter of fact, I had the burger two, you know, just Monday night was I ate it in my house. So I was going to try something different because again, they're close to my house. So I'll know if I like other things, you got to go ahead and expand your horizons a little bit, but I wanted the Asian salad because I had told her about the fries. She goes, well, I got to get the fries for sure. Cause they were on the fucking list. They're there. Kennebec fries are still there for dinner. And, uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere, the guy comes over, his name was Ryan. Though I I called him Rudy at some point again, I'm, I'm the oldest man alive folks. I can't remember fucking anything anymore. I remember fuck all about anybody. Uh, sure enough. He comes over and he's like, "Hey, what's going on guys?" really friendly super, you know, good-looking guy, he's an actor, no doubt. And uh and we're talking and, I, and and we go to order our food. And uh, you know, I and I asked uh Michelle, I said, "Should I can I order for you or would you like to order for yourself?" She goes, "No, please go ahead." So I I order for her. Uh, and I order for me, I, you know, I, I, well, I to up getting the, I, cause I had, she was going to get the bucatini. I said, well, here's the thing. She goes, but she goes, but I really like carbonara too. And I go, well, here's the deal. Why don't I order the carbonara and then you can get the, cause she, she goes, but I want the chicken roulade. She wanted like a few things and I go, why don't you get the roulade and I'll get the fucking carbonara and we'll just split. And because Michelle is really cool that she doesn't mind that kind of thing. Like I have friends, I told you who won't even like, they won't even give you a fry. They're just like, nope, this is my fucking food. Stay away because for me when you order stuff on the table it's like everybody can have whatever i like that kind of atmosphere but i completely understand when people don't want you digging in their food that totally makes sense so i have to know who i'm out with but michelle and i have gone out before and i know we split entrees or we share stuff and so i knew that was the case i go well look why don't i get the carbonara and you get the roulade and we'll be able to try both and she's like oh my god yes so uh which by the way i don't know how that's going to work if i ever start dating again like i go out with some woman and it's going to be that thing where you have to feel it out kind of and uh And I, and I will, let let me ask you this. Is that a deal breaker at a date as a lady? Let me ask you this. If you're out with a guy for the first time and you're looking at stuff and he asks what you like, and he mentioned a few, few things. And if he were to say, Hey, well, you know, I was thinking of that too. Why don't I get that? And you get the other thing you wanted. And then we could each try some of, of the, of the other's entree. Is that too familiar? For a first date, is that too familiar for a, a new guy in your life? Is that something you do as a married couple, like that kind of deal, where you start eating off each other's plates? And I'm not saying I eat off anybody's plate, I don't fucking just stab a roll. I'm not a fucking dick. But at the same time, if we're both, you know, because she had a roulade. Eventually she did get the roulade. And she there were three roulades and a bunch of nooski bacon and peas and stuff. And she goes, Here, eat some of this. And I go, Well, I'm gonna try my I'm gonna have my pasta first. And she go, I said, just eat. And whatever's whatever's left, I will have some of And she goes, Well, I want to make sure you get one of these. And I go, Well, just Parse it out. Just go ahead and scooch it over so it's mine, and then you eat the rest. So she did. She scooted over like a little island of chicken roulade on her plate, which, by the way, is my favorite Marlon Brando movie. Oh fuck, is that amazing? Oh poor Michael York. Uh, the island of the island of chicken roulade. Oh Jesus. uh oh, you know what? Hey, God has come up. It's right there at the end, buddy. Um. So she pushes it over on the fucking plate, and I'm like, all right, great. And so the they're gonna bring the carbon out, anyway. That, I'm getting ahead of myself. Because then I said to the guy, uh, I said, we also need to start with the fries. I go, and I got to be honest with you, uh, Rudy, Ryan, whatever the fuck your name is. I am I am very disappointed. And he's like, what? And I go, dude, I came here for lunch. I go, the Asian salad is not on the dinner menu. He goes, it's not. I'm sorry. And I go, God damn it. I go, that's why I came here. He goes, really? Like, you can't believe it? I go, no, I was actually here for lunch a couple of days ago, and it was really good. I, just, I, I go, and I was telling her about it. And he's just like, well, I can talk to the chef, man, and see if he'll go ahead and whip one up. And I go, dude. I don't want to be a pain in the ass. I go, "Don't do that." I don't I, and he goes, "What do you mean?" And I go, "I don't need the fucking chef to run out here with a cleaver and go to, and take a chunk out of my head because I requested something that's off the goddamn menu." And I literally said it like that. I mean, I swear, I don't even think. And Michelle laughs. And this guy looks at me and he goes, No, it's fine, man. And he goes, Don't worry about it. I go, All right, I'm just, I don't want to be a dick. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm not trying to go, Oh, I'm the king who needs an Asian salad. Because again, I, now I felt like an idiot. Because I'm like, All right, it's not on the menu. It's not on the fucking menu. I usually follow the rules of a restaurant. I don't like it. Case in point, umami burger, turkey, avocado situation. Which, and I saw those guys at fucking Bonnaroo and they were fantastic. Umami burger, t- t- I can't even say it. Umami burger, turkey, avocado situation. Um, that does not fit on a bass drum, by the way. They tried. It does not fit. Uh, so they, they had to go with UBTAS. Ubtus. Go see UBTAS. <laughs> that's, that's the band, baby. Go see Ubtus. Who's that? Well, that's Umami Burger Turkey, Turkey Avocado Situation. <laughs> um, so I, I said to him, he's like, I'll check and I go, well, you don't, have, it's not a big deal. Don't. And he's like, no, I'll check. It's totally cool. And he, uh, <laughs> he disappears. And I look at Michelle, and, and, and now I think I look like a jagoff. I'm like, I didn't mean to insist on a salad. She's like, you didn't. Oh, my God, stop. Michelle spends most of her trips here telling me to calm down because she sees me uh, deciding that I shouldn't be the way I am. And, then, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, I, I literally, I don't mean to be like this. And she's like, don't worry about it. So we're waiting, and, uh, and the guy, you know, he comes over. And he says, hey, I just talked to my chef. And yeah, man, they can put together the salad for you. I go, you serious? I don't again, I don't want it to be a problem. And so now, again, the waiter, he's he's checked, he's come to tell me, and I'm still trying to talk him out of it. Why? Why? I like the thing, I want it. Uh I, I inquired like a grown-up. I mean, I didn't say I demand a Chinese chicken salad. I didn't fucking do that. But at the same time, you feel like a stroke because you're just like, I worked in kitchens, man. You know what I mean? If somebody comes in and they're just like, hey, man, I want a T-bone, but I want the T-shaped like an R. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I already have some fucking out-of-this-world request. And as a kitchen, you find yourself willing to to try to accommodate them. But like I said, also, now this new trend is where, like, no substitutions. Uh, like, when I took a mod to the fucking the father's office to try to get burger, and they're just like, hey, there's uh, well, there was bacon on it or something. I go, hey, can I have one of those burgers without bacon? They're like, nope. I said, "Well, my friend is Muslim. He, he keeps it halal, and they're just like doesn't matter. Uh, you know, no substitutions." And uh, and so we bailed. We didn't eat there. You know what I mean? That's just fucking all right. That's fine. And and, and I understand. So if the Chinese chicken sells, then on the goddamn dinner menu, it shouldn't be there for fuck's sake. Uh, but so now, but but still, he went and he inquired and he asked, and that was very nice of him, which was cool. Um Whatever. So I, I'm like, all right, good for you, buddy. I appreciate you checking. I appreciate you making it work. Now And now I'm overcompensating. Like, I'm like, I want to hug this guy because he got me a fucking salad. It's like, dude, stop. He went. You made a simple request. He went and checked and everything turned out fine. It worked out great. Uh, so you don't have to worry about it, man. But the thing is, I have to fucking worry about it because Jesus fucking Christ. Why? Why would I care about what a waiter thought of me or a chef or a salad or a fucking restaurant or a valet guy or anybody? Why the fuck is my brain work that way? Why do I think I offended the chef by asking for a fucking salad? It's just dumb. They sell the salad in the daytime hours. It's not like when the nighttime comes out and the moon shows up, they can't chop up cabbage. But still, I feel fucking ridiculous that I asked for it because I'm like looking for a favor. And you know what? I love me. I think I'm fucking great. I deserve a Chinese chicken salad at all hours of the goddamn day. Hey, you know what? If I go to Mr. O's at three o'clock in the fucking morning and pound on the goddamn door, they better have a goddamn bowl of cabbage and Asian vinaigrette ready for me because I'm the fucking man. I'm the goddamn talent. Make me a Chinese chicken salad, you motherfuckers. But in the moment, because Rudy or Rick or Ryan or whatever the fuck went ahead and had to check... And then they do the nice thing for me. I just feel like I have to invalidate the nice thing by going, ah, I'm a, I'm a fucking terrible person. Why would, you, why would I ever ask for a salad when you don't make a salad? It's a fucking restaurant. They make salads all the goddamn time. And again, it's not like I, ca- I called my shot. I'm not babe fucking Ruth pointing out to the goddamn center field wall and going, hey, man, I demand. again. It's not like I said, make me a pizza. Or some shit that's not on the fucking menu. Or if they had a chicken roulade, if I went, hey, could you guys make me a porchetta instead? And they're like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, oh, you know how it is. It's kind of like a chicken roulade, but it's with pork and completely different ingredients. I mean, I'm not that much of a shit bag. It's a salad they make in the daytime. I just wanted it in the nighttime. But yet at the same time, they went. And now again, it's fait accompli. It's done. I just hit the microphone. It's, It's done. They're making it for me. And then I still go, ah, you know, you don't have to make that really. You don't have to. I don't need anything special. I'm nobody But in reality, I'm everybody, motherfuckers. I'm the goddamn talent. Make me a fucking salad. You should have met me at the goddamn door with that salad. Strapped it under my face like a feed bag, and I could munch my way through cabbage and peanuts with an Asian vinaigrette while I was deciding what to have for fucking dinner. Have my salad ready for me. Like a fucking, you know what? Like in the old days, in the 50s, when you're a housewife, and the guy walks in the door and you give him a pipe and slippers and a fucking drink and a newspaper. Have my fucking chicken. If I'm invited to your place, if I'm going to your fucking house, you better have a Chinese chicken salad ready for me when I walk in the fucking door, baby. (laughs) <laughs> but I I that's the goofiest thing in the fucking world where somebody does a nice thing. I you know, I shouldn't have asked about it cuz then I ask about it and then I'm like, you don't have to do it. Please don't do it. Oh my god, never do that even though that's the thing that I want. Why would I ask a 100 times about it I even mean, if I didn't really want it but then again you're going to do it. And it's going to make me feel bad. Shut up. So he's already confirmed it. He's talked to the dude. They're squared away. They're making they're making me the chinese chicken salad. So calm down. So uh, Michelle and I make some glorious small talk. She's in town for business and uh, she's also dealing with her family and uh, her brother has to go buy feminine hygiene products and she's got to talk him through that, which is the weirdest thing in the world. I I, gotta, I can't lie. She's on the phone. Like first she talks to, somebody, I don't know who it was. It was like a, fr- a family friend or somebody, whatever. There there was shopping to be done and the person didn't get to do the shopping. I didn't get the full story. All I know is for some reason, Michelle's brother is now has to go to the store and buy feminine hygiene products. and uh, And Michelle... <laughs> At first, explains to the 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 person on the phone, it's okay. He can do this. It's fine. He's a grown up. He can handle it. Because the person on the phone is like, uh, can he do this? Like, is this really a thing he wants to do? Like that old school mentioned by tampons type of attitude. And I was like, well, I, I mean, I get that to a certain extent. Some people really you know feel that way. But at the same time, you know, who fucking cares? I mean, what, you, you, is a cashier going to be the side because you bought fucking feminine hygiene products? Who and who fucking cares if they do? So fucking what? Fuck you. Twelve bucks an hour. I got to buy something for my wife. So fucking what? But, uh, but here's the best part. Like this so that, that phone call takes place when I pick Michelle up. But then later on, as we're driving, she gets a phone call from her brother and he's, he needs help. Like she's got to coach him through the aisle and tell him what he's looking for and what's in the box and where it's located. And then in my, in my mind, I'm like, how old is your brother? I mean, if if he's older than 20 and you have to talk him through a grocery store and tell him where shit is, tell him to read a fucking sign, man. What the fuck? What is happening here? But she's coaching him and on the phone and she's like, oh, you gotta go over here, and this is what the label says and all that stuff. And I also, I will get this. I understand when a man walks into a world of of feminine hygiene products, you're 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 completely baffled. Like you don't know what the fuck it is. You don't know what what you don't know what high absorbency is, you don't know what pads and wings are. You just it can be confusing, which is why I would I specifically took a note of like whenever I would date somebody or I was with somebody, I know what they used. So then I, I would see the box and I knew the box. If I ever was in the situation where I had to go buy the box, which I had to do with Karen, but I've never really had to do with any of my other exes. But with Karen, I had to, because again, we're together, we live together. And sometimes I'd go to the store without her. So I'd go ahead and grab that stuff. But, um, my other exes, like, I, you know, I, but I still, I saw them, um, you know, and I would have them here at my house and, you know, whatever the fuck I knew what they used in case anything was going to happen. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll go ahead and, and, uh, I've got that on hand, which is perfect. Uh, but he's, he's on the phone with her and he's getting talked through this and go here. And then there's this label and all that stuff. And I'm just, I'm in the car. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening, man? Uh, So she and I make small talk at the table. We're talking about this. She winds up, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, Michelle travels for business and her family's back home. So she has to tuck her kids in or she has to text them or whatever, or talk to them and stuff like that. It's just there's a lot of responsibilities. And also, Michelle wants to hear her kids' voices, man. She's been gone for like four days and just being away from your children for that long. You're just kind of like, oh, man, I miss my kids, man. I want to tuck my daughter in and stuff. And. So, uh, and then I'm just making it worse by asking for a salad. that's not on the menu. So now she's like, oh my Christ, I've got a fifth child. (laughs) Or She might not have four kids. Does she have two kids? I don't even know how many kids she has. She could have 10 kids. I got no fucking clue. Um, so, so we're sitting there and we're making small talk. Like I said, we're, we're having a chat. And then the guy, uh, our buddy Rudy comes out and he's just like, Hey, and he goes, here's some Kennebec fries. And he puts them down and he goes, and here is your Asian salad. And I even told him before he went, I go, look, dude, you can bring the lunch size, whatever the fuck. I don't care. He brings the fucking dinner size or the big ass size. And he's like, here you go. And he puts it down. And, uh, and I, I was like, oh, th- thanks dude. And he walks off. And, um, I look at the salad. I eyeball it. I eyeball the salad, ladies and gentlemen. Now it's a, it's dark where we're sitting. We're sitting outside We're on the patio and there's a, we're in the shadow of uh we're in the light of a big screen TV basically. And then there's a heat lamp above Michelle. I have my back to the traffic because, uh. I don't like to sit with my back to the door of the restaurant because I'm in the mafia, apparently. Um, it's just a thing that I have. I know it's it's so weird. Like, I always try to make sure people are on my right-hand side or I have my back to the uh, away from the door of the restaurant. I have to face the door of the restaurant. And just in case, just in case Lucky Luciano bursts in. I can see his carnation, and I see a gat get whipped out, and I know to dive under a table. We're all going to stay alive. I, I understand that. I'll, t- I'll grab Michelle, tackle her, and drag her to safety. I know that's going to happen. I'm, I'm I'm in charge of keeping an eye on the entire restaurant, so I can keep me and Michelle alive through this meal. Uh, he puts down the salad. He puts down the uh, he puts down the fries. He walks off, and then uh, she's like, and she tries a fry, and they're delicious. And I look at the salad. All right, and I eyeball it, and it's a, it's it's in a bigger bowl than it was for lunch but uh something is amiss with this asian chop salad and i can tell even in the dark i'm looking at it and i see cabbage and i see carrots and i see crispy wontons but there's an interloper in this salad there's a hitchhiker in this salad. There's there's somebody in this salad who didn't live in this salad two days prior. I look closer, because I wonder if it's maybe the darkness playing tricks on my eyes, making me look askance at this salad. But I look, and I see one, I see two, I see three. Mandarin orange slices. Now, Asian chicken salad. They're not even chicken salad, chop salad. Asian chopped salad, mandarin orange slices, marriage made in heaven, correct? Yes, I would agree. Except no mandarin orange slices in my salad on Monday. What the fuck, man? Let me ask you this Should I be thrilled? that i've received mandarin orange slices in my salad on on wednesday or should i be angered that i didn't have mandarin orange slices in my salad on monday i put it to you folks but i see them and i'm shocked i'm like whoa what the fuck hitchhikers weirdness this is an ingredient i did not experience before so i see crunchy cabbage i see crispy wontons i see mandarin slices I'm sure there's Asian vinaigrette. I have not tasted it yet, but you don't see an Asian vinaigrette. It seeps into the cabbage. It's It permeates the salad. It just gives its deliciousness, its uh, aroma, its flavor throughout the salad. So I'm not going to see that. But you eat with your eyes first, folks. We all know this. And I don't see any sesame seeds in this fucking bowl. I've got chopped cabbage. I've got crispy wontons. I've got mandarin orange slices. I don't see any sesame seeds. But you know what? Sesame seeds, it's kind of dark where we are, and they could be hiding under the cabbage, so I kind of poke my fork around a little bit in this salad. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, that's disgusting, Mike. You're both going to eat the salad. Well, there was a spoon that came with the salad, certainly. And I'm using a fork that I have not put in my mouth yet, because they brought us a new fork. So I'm poking around. Um... And I think I sort of see some sesame seeds. They might be lurking. They're white. So they're kind of maybe on the side of the bowl. I kind of glance. I'm like, well, you know, that could be cabbage shrapnel or it could be sesame seeds. I got no fucking idea, but I'm poking around. I'm moving. I'm looking. I'm sliding things over. And then, uh, and then it dawns on me, folks. I look and uh, I realize why the sound looks so different to me. It wasn't the presence of Mandarin orange slices. It was the absence of peanuts. Yeah, I think I told you that Monday that salad was magical because of all the crunchiness, crunchy cabbage, crunchy peanuts, which add this, this depth of flavor, crunchy crispy wontons, Asian vinaigrette. It sings together, folks. It's a combo. It's John, Paul, George, and Ringo. You just brought me, you brought me, you know what they, you know what they did? That, that salad again, cabbage, peanuts, sesame seeds, vinaigrette, crispy wontons. That's, that's a five-piece that works. Now, essentially, not even I, I would say the cabbage, peanuts, crispy wontons, and an Asian vinaigrette. That's your that's your keys. The sesame seeds as well. That's the fifth. I gotta throw that. So it's the Beatles with Pete Best. You got an extra Beetle in there. No, fuck that. That's a Brian Epstein. Bullshit. That's not even Pete Best. That's a Brian Epstein. That's the Beatles with Brian Epstein. That's the best you're gonna fucking do, baby. That's the lunch salad. You bring me the dinner salad. There's no John Lennon in my salad. The peanuts are John Lennon. The Asian vinaigrette is Paul. They work in concert together to be the best they possibly can be. And certainly the George is the cabbage. He holds it all fucking down. And Ringo's the sesame seeds or whatever the fuck. That's fine. He's just there. But you brought me. You made it Pete Best. That's you did. You you substituted out Epstein for Pete Best in Mandarin orange slices. Pete Best is the Mandarin orange slices. That's the Pete Best of salad ingredients. And you fucked me with it. No peanuts. And I, so now I get the spoon because I figure the fork's not doing the job. I take the spoon and I'm digging around in the salad. I'm moving shit around. I'm moving cabbage around. I'm moving this around. I'm going, all right, this goes here. This goes there. What the fuck? And, uh, dudes, I, 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 uh, I try not to lose my temper because I know that's a stupid thing to do. But Michelle's has some fries and I, I, I scoop out some salad and I put it on her plate and I put it on my plate and I go, uh, there's no peanuts in this salad. And she goes, oh, really? I go, yeah, that's, uh, that's ridiculous. And she looks at me like, what? And I go, how do you, how do you fucking serve this salad with no peanuts? And she goes, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's maybe it's the, the dinner one is different. I go, no, I go, that's not the case. I go, it's not even on the menu. So they basically wanted to recreate my lunch experience. They wanted to bring me the salad that I had for lunch. Right. And she looks at me. She's like, yeah. And I go, okay. So they make the fucking salad in the back and then they bring it out here. It's completely different. Like I, I go, look, this place has been open for seven months. How the fuck do you make something inconsistent one day to the next? You can't do that. People come here expecting the same food. And now Michelle looks at me like she understands who I am a little bit, I think. But also at the same time, I'm a, I'm running away. Like I'm, I'm, you can see me clearly. I'm spinning off the fucking planet over the lack of peanuts in this goddamn salad. And she goes, well... She goes, if you want to send it back, I go, no, that's fine. We'll eat it. I go, but this is ridiculous. See, I go, here's the thing. I've worked in restaurants. I don't understand it. I go, look, I know I sound like a grandfather right now. I'm a 50 year old man, but you can't fucking inconsistently serve food. If you come here on Monday and it's, and you eat something and it's delicious. And then you come here on Wednesday and it's completely different with different ingredients. I go, cause here's the thing. They fucked up. It's not like they forgot peanuts. And they maybe they forgot them whatever the fuck but they added mandarin orange slices so were they did they not give me orange on Monday and then they don't give me peanuts on Wednesday is this fucking salad you know what I go this I said look at her, I go this isn't even a fucking Asian salad anymore I go this is a fucking coin flip salad I go the, the whole thing's a coin flip you never know what you're gonna fucking get. And Michelle's laughing and she's looking down at her food and I go, look, I'm sorry, I don't mean to lose my temper. She goes, no, that's fine. I go, 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 I'm not really mad. I go, I'm just, I've worked in restaurants. You can't be inconsistent. You have to fucking get people in here. And you know, the guy had already spent the time telling us that sometimes they have to close early because they're not busy. It's like, well, you're not busy because you're not serving the fucking products with any consistency for fuck's sake. I came here Monday for an Asian salad. I came and then, and Michelle's like, well, Maybe it's different chefs at night. I go, I understand that. And you're probably right. But fuck that. If you have consistency on a menu, everybody knows how to make the same goddamn thing. This makes no sense. You can't make a salad for lunch one way and make it for dinner another way. And she goes, well, they weren't even supposed to make it for dinner. It's not even on the menu. I go, I know you're right. They did me a favor, but I'd rather they didn't. they, They didn't do me the favor. than give me a fake favor. This is false. Again, this is not what I ordered. This is not what I expected. If you make an Asian salad with peanuts, I'm expecting peanuts the next time. Don't substitute fucking oranges instead of peanuts. And if you do tell me you're out of peanuts and you went and threw oranges in to make me fucking happier. And Michelle's laughing. She's looking down at her food. I go, man, I am so sorry for this. She goes, no, that's fine. I go, no, I'm ruining dinner and I know I'm ruining dinner. But I do not get the opportunity to do this often where I fucking come into a place, it's delicious. I told you on the car ride over this was delicious, and sure enough, they give us the fake salad. It's fucking fake. I go, the vinaigrette's fine, the orange works, but there's no fucking peanuts. This makes no sense. And she laughs and I go, I'm really sorry. She goes, No, she goes, uh, I've been with you often enough to know what the mic experience entails. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment or if that is fucking something where she's just busting my balls right in my goddamn face. The mic experience. And, uh, and she just, you know, she was nice about it, but I, I ranted for five minutes and then I went, all right, I'll drop it. I'll drop it. She goes, no, I understand. I go, no, I'll drop it. I can't, but I mean, you can't do that. You can't have a restaurant where you serve food inconsistently and you expect people to come back, especially again, and there's a beat and I go. If you're going to charge me $18 for a fucking hamburger or you're going to charge me $20 for a bowl of fucking noodles, you better make the shit the right way the first fucking time every time. And Michelle just started laughing and I go, I know, I know, I'm crazy. She goes, I get it, I understand. And I go, but this is ridiculous. And I know some people are easygoing and some people are like, well, you know, whatever mistakes are made whatever the fucker." And some, and I even said, I know he did me a favor by making me an, an afternoon salad in the evening. Maybe it's dark in the kitchen. Maybe they couldn't see the ingredient labels. Maybe they, I don't fucking know. I can't explain it. And she even said, maybe there's different personnel in the kitchen. And I said, but so what? You don't, it's not like the, the they bring in a whole new crew and they don't know how to make any of the food. Like if I ordered the carbonara for lunch, would I get something that didn't have an egg in it? I mean, it makes no fucking sense. And again, that's the thing is it makes no sense. Parsing it is what drives me crazy. Trying to figure it out is what drives me crazy. How do you make that mistake? And if you're the guy, at least say to me, hey, man, we're out of peanuts. But again, forgetting the peanuts or being out of peanuts, I could understand. The inexplicable appearance of mandarin orange slices Gives me no faith that you or your restaurant or your kitchen is going to fucking survive because you have no idea what you're fucking doing, man. I know you're just a building that's open to get $7 a car for valet parkers and to serve fancy drinks at your hipster bar. I said, this is just, I, and I even said to her, I go, this place is like, they're trying to be a diner, but fancy. I go, this whole thing is a Denny's with a handlebar mustache. That's all this fucking joint is, man and she's laughing at me because she again and but then she's just like yeah i am I'm, I'm fully aware of what the mic experience is i'm like all right man so we eat and i tell you they bring the carbonara it's crazy delicious it's got the nuski's bacon in it she's got her roulade she makes the parse the, the the roulade island for me and uh and dudes i i just eat and then fucking rudy comes over and he looks at me and he's like uh hey guys how's it going and i'm i i'm you know i'm ranting about the salad he walks over and I put the spoon down and he goes, Hey guys, how is everything? And, uh, Michelle goes good. Cause I didn't want to lie, but I also didn't want to be, it's not his problem. I don't want to be a shit bag about it. He goes, how is everything? And she goes, Oh, it's great. Thank you. And I, you know what? Rudy has to go that extra mile and I understand it cause he's a really good waiter, but he looks at me and he goes, Hey, he goes, is that Asian salad as good as it was a couple of days ago for lunch? And I, I, I'm t- I wish I could, I, you know what, I'm going to do it. I, I wish I could do it. I need a second person to do it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do him, and then I'm going to do my response. All right? This is it. Hey, is that Asian salad as good as it was the other day for lunch? No! <laughs> and i like wide-eyed. I, no! And he looks at me, and he goes, what? And I go, no, it's not. I go, I don't mean to be mean. It's not your fault. I don't know whose fault it is. I go, but dude, uh." There's no peanuts in this salad. And he goes, oh, hey, man, sorry about that. I can get you some peanuts out of the back. And I go, no, I go, it's not about that, Rudy. It's about the fact that there are orange slices in the salad. He goes, oh, man, you know, when I have an Asian salad, that just totally makes sense. Like orange, orange makes complete sense. I go, yes. When I had it for lunch, there was no orange in it. And he "He goes, what? I go, there was no orange in it Monday. There were peanuts. Now there's no peanuts in it and there's oranges. And he goes, Wow. Well, I mean, I can get your peanuts out of the back. I go, you don't have to, whatever the fuck. I don't, I don't care, dude. I go, I'm just letting you know. I, I go, I just couldn't lie because I was literally ranting about the salad when you walked to the table. I go, it's not bad. Everything's delicious. And the salad itself is still delicious. It's just different. And it's not what I expected. And he goes, oh, well, let me, you know, I'll talk to the chef. I go, no, no, dude, I'm not complaining. I just, I'm not. I go, because I'll tell you what, Michelle's completely uh, ensconced and embraced in the mic experience. This guy is absolutely not familiar with the mic experience. So he thinks I'm bitching and I'm going to throw the salad through the fucking wall. So he's like, Oh my God, I'll talk to the chef and I'll go ahead and I'll, you know, no problem. I'll get you some peanuts. And I go, no, dude, dude, I'm not complaining. Everything's delicious. It's fine. I'm just, but I couldn't lie. I've literally just spent five minutes. I, I pull out my phone. I have a photo of the salad from Monday and I showed it. I go, look, there's peanuts in the salad. I even made it bigger. I go, look, peanuts in the salad, no oranges. And Michelle's laughing and I, I just goes, I don't mean to be that guy. I go, I t- but I took the photo for Instagram and there you go. And this is just different. And the guy's like, look, I'll, I, you know what? I'll, I'll double check. I'll get some peanuts. I go, dude, you don't have to. I'm just, it's just the principle of the thing where it's just different enough that I don't understand how a mistake like this is made. <laughs> he leaves. Michelle's fucking laughing and just looking at me like Jesus Christ. And, uh. And Rudy comes back and he just goes, you know what? Uh, and he hands me, he gives me a cup of peanuts and he goes, you know, the thing is, it's a, uh, it's a different crew at night and they're not used to making the Asian salad. So they, they made it. Um, he goes, you know what? I have an Asian salad. I figure cabbage and, and vinaigrette and, and wantons and oranges. He goes, that's what I think of every time. And I go, I, I go exactly. So do I. I said, but when I was here Monday, there were the peanuts. That's the only reason it sticks in my brain. Cause they're so good in this salad. And he goes, well, I brought some peanuts for you. I go, you're so nice. You did not have to do that. And, uh, and he hands it to me and I dump them right into the salad and he goes, yeah, but the night crew, they, 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 are not familiar with how to make it. So that's, that's why it just turned out that way. And he walks away and, uh, I thank him profusely. You know, he walks away and, uh, I look at Michelle and she goes, see, I told you it's because they have a different crew at night. And I said, that's no excuse. <laughs> and She just laughs. And I'm like, you can't make food incorrectly from day to day. If you're going to charge me $20 for a fucking hamburger, you can't tell me that the salad is different from day to day because you got different guys working a fucking night. And I, I know I'm the only dude in the world baying at the moon about this kind of thing, but it's the natural order of things. That's how things start to fall apart. And that's how things are falling apart in this world. Take texting, for instance. You got your phone. People are all typing like Prince with the the letter R instead of the word R. My brother Scott is 46 years old. He sends me a text that looks like a Prince album cover. And in my brain, I don't say anything to him about it because it's not my position to scold him. But it's making everybody dumber. And people don't learn how to spell it. They don't learn grammar because they're using Twitter, they're using text, and they're willing to settle. And then if you bust their balls and you go, hey, dude, and look, if you say to someone, hey, there should be a comma here, or hey, uh, it's your with an apostrophe R-E, not your with just an R, then you're a grammar Nazi. You're the grammar police, or you care too much, or what the fuck, man, it's just Twitter, or what the fuck, man, it's just texting. Yes, but it's the natural fucking order of things, goddammit. This is what leads to the breakdown in society. You start misspelling, and then... You start turning it around when you're mad at the guy who knows how to spell because you didn't spell something right and he called you on it. I didn't say, hey, dude, this is a gerund and your participle is dangling. I just said it's your not your and people get fucking mad about it or they're just like, ah, grammar Nazi. Oh, good. The grammar guy who showed up, he's going to go ahead and correct everybody or hey, the salad police are here and they're going to make sure we put peanuts or oranges or whatever the fuck. It's about fucking consistency. It's about goddamn pride. And consistency and pride and peanuts and apostrophes are all parts of the Mike experience. You guys can get me. You know, I didn't even put a no. Fuck it. I'm not putting a rerun in. Hey, new Twitch people. This is me. God damn it. Welcome to the Mike experience. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You guys can be my friends at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can... Uh, what an idiot. You can... Uh, I'm at Instagram and Snapchat. Did you know that? Well, you should. I'm at Instagram and Snapchat at Mike40YOB. That's Mike40YOB. Find me there, please. I'm awesome. Uh, Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this show. He's the coolest. You can find him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Reach out to him and say to him, Hey, you're cool. And he'll say, Yes, I am. And he'll be your friend. And of course, David Mex Hernandez is the guy who does all the music and the artwork for this show. Go ahead and find him, please. He is at... Uh, Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Now you want to hire him to do some artwork for you. That's the place to be. Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. You can get in there and be his friend. And then you start to look through his portfolio. He's got all these caricatures he's created. He's got a bunch of his artwork on display. I mean, he's done artwork for the show here for 12 years, 11 years. If you want to go to the Westside 86 Jokers, which is the fan uh, fan club page, the Facebook fan club page of this show, you can look through all the timelines and the cover photos, and he's done all of the artwork. It's fucking amazing. But like I said, becoming his friend at facebook.com slash David that's the real uh, portal to find out what he's done. Go through his photos and look at all of his drawings, the characters he's created. And um, he also has a website called artbydmh.com. You can go over there and check more of his corporate stuff, stuff he's done for, uh, I mean, he worked for one of the biggest advertising agencies in the world for 20 years. I mean, he's just a fantastic artist. He's unbelievable at what he does. He's available to do your Facebook caricatures, your Facebook art. He's available to do uh, oils and watercolors. I mean, the guy works in all sorts of mediums. He's just an unbelievably talented guy, and I'm very lucky to have him as a friend as well as a, a partner and a consiliary and and uh, a guy who's willing to give his time to this show, and it makes me very happy. Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez is where you can find his portal and do that sort of thing. Um, also, he has a group on Facebook called This is Dumb, That's Dumb, I'm Dumb, You're Dumb. I believe that's what it's called. And um, you can become a person who is a, a member of that group. Now, I will tell you this. When you join that group, you will get three questions to answer. And it's important that you answer them properly. If you try to be cute or make it open mic night, he's not going to let you in the group. He's made the rules. He's that's he's the king of that fiefdom. So you got to follow the rules. If he gives you those three questions, answer them, and you will get into the group. And then when you're in there, you're in with a bunch of like-minded people checking out a bunch of fucking amazing memes and a bunch of cool-ass characters that Mex has created for that page. Uh, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Go ahead and join the This is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb page. Answer the questions, become a member, and become a contributing member, please, because they all—that's what it is. They feed upon everybody bringing in uh, new stuff, and then David creates unbelievable artwork. I'm gonna say unbelievable a few more times in this plug, probably. Um, he's just fantastic. So go ahead and check out all of his stuff there at that page on the This is Dumb, That's Dumb page. But more importantly, become his friend at Facebook.com/slash David Hernandez. You'll be able to see the portal of all his photos, all the artwork he's created, and also artbydmh.com exists. You should go there just to check out a bunch of the stuff he's done. You can't order anything through there anymore. You can, I guess, by via email. But the point is, go there and check out his stuff. But again, like I said, the cadence for it works better here in my plugs and I prefer to do it this way. So please go find David at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez or check out his website, Art by That's artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com.
0: Some who want to see the whole world get along Some who want to see it all go right Then there's some who wish to see it all go wrong Then there's some who dance around with wings at night among you bet you never knew, danger that's above you waiting for his turn, will he be the one who will save the world for you, or will he be the one who'd rather watch it burn, he is deep inside his head again, he can't hear you anymore, you don't want to be in there with him. who was taken from his silver?
1: Sponsors? What? Yes, we have sponsors for this show. And by sponsors, I mean sponsor. Let's lose that S there at the end because it is not a group of sponsors. It's just one who's very important. It is the Paranoid Strain Podcast. You guys know about that, correct? The Paranoid Strain Podcast, available now in the iTunes Store. They sponsor this show and they make me happy that they do. Um, all of their episodes are up there. Now, go to, the, go to the iTunes Store and subscribe, please. Go ahead and listen to their, all of their episodes. I will tell you that their most recent episode is just the uh how do i call it the peace de resistance is that what i would call it i would call it a tour de force or some other french uh <laughs> phrase to describe it uh he, a couple of months ago he put out an episode about assassinations and debunking all sorts of assassinations but the new one is about the jfk assassination and it is uh it is craziness it is from our good friend fearful jesuit he is a lone assassin three bullet guy you want to get him on board and listen to his show this jfk episode like i said it's got all sorts of different uh music stings regarding regarding uh kennedy it's got um, I mean, stuff that I, like, I don't know again, perhaps if you're a conspiracy theory, this is stuff that you already know. I ate this fucking show like, like, like football coaches eat tape to try to scout their opponent because it's shit that I didn't know, man. And I'm learning all sorts of stuff. When I learned about Oswald going all over the fucking world and being able to travel, it just made me laugh. Cause I'm like, how the fuck did he get money? How the fuck did he, how was he able to go to these places? Jesus Christ. The guy went to fucking Cuba for fuck's sake and then came back and he he's just, uh, it's it makes no sense to me how I was able to go to Finland and fucking Russia. And it's just, how did he get the dough and whatever, but listen to the show. You'll find these things out. Um, it's amazing. It's, it's a, a really great work, really in-depth work and also entertaining. That's the best part is you get to listen to him, describe it. He gets Dana unicorn to come in and, and chime in periodically. He's got a interview with the guy who runs the fucking, the sixth floor book depository museum. He's there on this show. You've got to download it. Now go to iTunes, And download the Paranoid Strain podcast. Please go ahead and download that right now. Our friend Fearful Jesuit is the host. And uh, listen to all the episodes. They're amazing. And also, do me a favor. uh, Leave a review in the iTunes store mentioning us that we sent you there and how much you love the show. That'd be great. It proves to him that I'm a hitter. Write him a personal note. You can find him. His email is... The paranoid strain at gmail.com, Write Fearful Jesuit there. Tell him how much you love the show. Mention us, please. It gives getting it makes him think that we're reaching out to people and getting people on board and then he'll continue to sponsor the show and that helps us and it helps him and it helps everybody. So please, well, it doesn't really help everybody. That seems aggressive and weird. It doesn't help anybody at all except for me and him and you, uh, but that's all we fucking care about at this point, right? Let's go ahead and help all that, that group of people. Uh, so please, the Paranoid Strain Podcast sponsors us. They're fantastic. They're available in the iTunes store right now. Go ahead and download it today. Download all the old episodes and listen to those today and uh, and you will love it. It's terrific. And I am I, glad every day that I'm associated and affiliated with the Paranoid Strain Podcast. Anything I can do to help them, I will. Because I told you, I'm fascinated by people who do things that I cannot do. Um, that makes me very happy. So uh, thank you. Please go ahead and follow him some more. I have no idea what some more means, but if there's a way you could follow him more and more, go ahead, follow him with four different accounts, make dummy accounts and follow the guy. That makes sense. Um, please download the podcast and let him know that you like it. Like I said, I, he can do things I can't do or don't do. He can do things I won't do. He can do things I shouldn't do. <laughs> so please find our friend, Fearful Jesuit and become his friend and download the show. It's fantastic. Who wants to do a cameo? Is it you? Maybe it's you. Uh, or do you just want me to call you for free? <laughs> I've been doing that this week. I talked to our good friend, Matthew in Virginia Beach. I talked to our friend, Brett. I'll tell you this. Uh, I talked to Brett and and I he wrote me a year ago. I guess I did this offer a year ago and I somehow missed Brett's uh, note. So I called him. And I got him in the middle of work. I feel like a shitbag when I call people when they're working or it's fucking late. I just, I need this. There needs to be a better way to do this promotion in some way or something like that. But he was nice enough to not get mad at me when I, when I called and I was like, all right, well, that's good. You know, he's a nice person, but I I did call him in the middle of his work day. But at the same time, he was even more nice because again, it had taken me a fucking year to call the guy back, Brett. Uh, So whatever. I'm happy. That's fine. Uh, it was cameo. That's what I was fucking talking about. I'm babbling in circles. So please, if you want to do cameo, that's an app you download to your phone. And you, know, and you can and book me to, to say Merry Christmas to your cousin, or uh, or Happy Hanukkah to your friend, or uh, or Happy Hanukkah to your enemy. You want me, you want me to wish Happy Hanukkah to your enemy? Go ahead and do that, man. Uh, Cameo, download it to your phone, or go to bookcameo.com. It's an app you put on your phone, and then you hire me for uh, whatever the fuck, and I'll call to help you commemorate a special event or extravaganza. And and look, I recognize that I'm the the least famous person on Cameo, but I'm there for you. And I also, I, you know what, because I I make that extra effort, baby, that's how it is. It's like, you know, trust me as a guy, uh, who mind that would have been horrible. I'm not going to say it. Uh, Let's put it this way. I make the extra effort. I'm, I'm a guy who's known. And I know you're going to be like, well, fuck, how do you make an extra effort when the fucking podcast is always late? I mean, in life, you do the best with what you got. So I understand I'm not famous, but because of that, I will make it the funniest message you've ever received. That's Right. I will talk in circles for goddamn nigh around four hours. I'll leave you your own personal fucking four-hour podcast. All of that seems aggressive. But the point is, if you book me on Cameo, you'll find out. Go to Cameo, uh, the app, and get it on your phone and hire me, and I'm the best. (laughs) Uber and Lyft exist. I'm still involved with them tangentially. Uh, They've cut the fares, so the rates, uh, I don't even want to get into it. But anyway, the point is, folks, uh, you want to be an Uber driver? You want to be a Lyft driver? (coughs) Hold on, my throat is all bubbly. You want to be one of those guys? Use my code. If you're going to do a lift thing, if you want to be a lift driver, use my code Mike720057. That's M-I-K-E-720057. And that's all caps. M-I-K-E-720057. 720057, Mike720057. 720057. If you want to be a first-time rider of lift, if you've never driven, uh, ridden in a lift and you want to do that or ride, if you ever had a ride in a lift, I don't think ridden's a word. If you want to ride in a lift for the first time, use my code Mike720057. And I get a spiff off of that too. Uber, Same deal, but the code is all lowercase. D-J-Z-W-1-Y-T-T-U-E. That's D-J-Z-W, the number one, Y-T-T-U-E, all lowercase, except for that number, of course. That's always the big fucking throbbing one in your face. Um, Use those codes to drive or ride with an Uber and Lyft. And I get a spiff, I get some dough, it takes care of me, and it helps me out. And I appreciate you thinking of me. I want to be your Uber pimp, man. Use my code. I want to be the Lyft pimp. Use those codes, baby. Uh, You know, if you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, we've got the Amazon link at the merchandise page. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, click on the merchandise page. And uh, when you get through to that, you will find the Amazon link there on the Joe Business page. Click on it, and then you're shopping, man. You're lurking there in the Amazon store. Everything you buy, I get credit for. I get a spiff for, and thank you so much for supporting the show. We get money, they get money, you get stuff. It works out perfectly. It's a fantastic symbiotic relationship. It is three hands grabbing each other's wrists in an unholy triangle of commerce. Please do that at Amazon.com. Or, you know, com. Go to the merchandise page, click on the Amazon link, and now anything you buy, I will get credit for. And again, like I said, it costs you nothing, man. It costs you zero dollars. And you're already an Amazon Prime person, so you're paying for the privilege. I know you're shopping at Amazon every goddamn day, so why not use my link? It helps the show in ways I can't even express. Uh, that's a lie. It, it gives me money. That's I've expressed it all. That's all you need to know. It supports the show with cash. So, uh... So please do that. Go to Mike Go to the merchandise page, which as you all know is the Joe business page, click on the Amazon link and then, Hey, you're shopping and we're getting credit and you're getting stuff. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It is a perfect relationship. And I thank you for thinking of me and making it happen that way. And if you're an Amazon prime person, let's mention this. Uh, I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. You know this. I mean, some of you people are here from Twitch for fuck's sake. And I've, I've dedicated a show to you at this point. Um, but you can come an Amazon. If you're Amazon Prime, you can be a Twitch Prime subscriber, and that also costs you nothing and gets me five bucks. And it lets Amazon and Twitch think that I've got a fan base that cares. And you do, and we do, and we all do. So what you want to do is become a Twitch uh, go to twitch.tv slash the forty-year-old boy. I stream eh, five times a week, uh sometimes six times a week, uh, sometimes four times a week. I, I'm trying to get a schedule and work it out, and I will start streaming other games. I'm it's all a work in progress, and I've I've backslid a little bit to where it's I'm, I'm playing certain games for too long and I need to jazz it up. I need to have a schedule. I need to really make it work. Uh, so people want to come. I mean, I have a bunch of regulars who come and those are people who are nice. And I got new people here, of course, as I've mentioned, Anthony, did I mention you? I think I mentioned Anthony. I mentioned Julie. Um, I mentioned Bridget and, uh, these are, you know, these are, I I just don't want to, they didn't say I could say their name. So I'm kind of being tiptoeing around it a little bit there. Um, But people who do follow me on Twitch are finding the podcast and finding my other pages and things like that. So if you are an Amazon Prime customer even if you don't do a Twitch thing, you know what? And you like this show and you want to support it. It costs you nothing man to do a Twitch prime subscription for me. And, uh, and it gets me five bucks. So thank you. And you got to renew that every month and you don't have to do that. If you do it once, even if I get five bucks, you're super nice and thank you. And I appreciate it. Subscribe to the show on Twitch, follow the show on Twitch. It lets Twitch know that I have subscribers and followers and we're an affiliate. Now we're trying to work our way up to partner. That's going to take, that's a long mountain to climb, a big mountain to climb, but we're going to do it. I think we're going to make it. Once we get the partner then 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 it becomes my job and I'm very happy and I can do it a lot more. And, and, uh, so please, if you can support that, that'd be great. Support Twitch, support me on Twitch, support everything there is to f- uh, support about Twitch. That'd be great. And, uh, twitch.com. Nope. Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. And, uh, and find my stream. You can watch my old streams. You can watch clips and as uh, so the clips will be on YouTube eventually. Oh, such grandiose plans for a man who does nothing. Who's putting out a podcast late, but that's fine. You're all very nice and very kind. And it's going to, we're whatever, shut up. Thank you for listening. And it's going to be happening. So please become an Amazon uh, Twitch Prime subscriber. I would appreciate that very much. And also follow the Twitch channel. It makes me happy. Uh, We've got the YouTube channel as well. On the YouTube channel, uh, there's all the, you know, there's going to be some Twitch clips up there, but all the old podcasts are up there. That's the thing. The, as I mentioned, I was going to use an older episode earlier today. And then we wound up talking about salads and burgers and uh, nonsense. But again, that's the Mike experience. He thinks he's going to be like, uh, I am going to just like, yeah, we'll do this. And then all of a sudden we do a whole fucking show. Uh, (laughs) so see, it's all part of it. I'm glad you guys are part of it. I'm, I'm very happy. And you guys know what it's like. You've been here for however fucking long. Um, but the point is the YouTube channel exists and there are all sorts of different, uh, the, all the clips, the whole archive of the podcast exists and lives on there. And just the past couple of weeks, David has come back in and started to do artwork for the YouTube clips. So you can see those. It's a combination of the explosions of id of the past, along with the artwork for the show. David listens. He enjoys it. Uh, well, I don't know if he enjoys it, but he fucking listens. And then he turns out some artwork and we go ahead and we put it up with YouTube on there. So thank you. Um, it's worth it to go check out the new episodes just to see the artwork, uh, but also because I'm a fucking genius, man. Go listen to me. I'm fucking awesome, man. Man, hey man, whatever man. Uh, so become a follower on the YouTube channel, please. Go ahead, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Costs you nothing. Gives YouTube the idea that I have a bunch of people subscribing, and uh, and I can continue making whatever minuscule amount of money I make from them. Because I'll tell you this, I went into the archives of all my old shows, and they flagged all of them. I think they're flagged for content. Like, and I, if you talk about politics at all, they flag you. But then I get, you know, Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson are making fucking money on fucking YouTube. I whatever the, f- I don't want to get into it. The point is I've been left in the lurch by them and I don't understand why I have to go and appeal. It's like 400 shows I have to appeal. I can't wait to get all those emails. Where they're like denied, accepted, denied, accepted. As long as some of them are accepted, I guess it's worth the fucking uh, the, the, the try, but we'll make it work. So, But anyway, go become a, a subscriber to the YouTube channel and, uh, and check out what we've got there, man. We don't have a whole lot of new stuff, but... There is new stuff coming. I have a plan. Whatever. You don't care about my plan. Nobody cares about my plan. Uh, but please go ahead and become a follower or a subscriber there at the YouTube channel. And also please follow and subscribe to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy, youtube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You want to become a Patreon patron? Why wouldn't you? That supports this show as well. But that's actual money. These other things I told you about, like with Twitch Prime and all that stuff. That's just an Amazon. You're getting stuff, but Patreon is where you're just kind of nakedly pledging money every month. And it makes me very happy. Patrons on the Patreon page are, uh, are really the lifeblood of this show and doing the best they can to help me out. And I appreciate it. Anybody who steps up and becomes a Patreon patron, um, I, I will, I, you know, like I said, we're also in the middle of trying to figure out what I'm going to reward people on there and putting up more videos for that. As you know, if you go back and listen to the show from a year ago, I've had plans forever. It's just enacting those plans. I mean, fuck, I'm still putting the show out on a Thursday afternoon. Don't yell at me, but there's still a show. But at the same time, who I don't get a fucking prize for having a show like my buddy, Rich. He's like, you got a career. You hustle. You put out a show. I don't fucking hustle. If I hustled, the show would be out on fucking time. If I hustled, I'd be on Twitch every day at the right side. Yeah, I'm so mad at myself. But don't no, you don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear me bitch. I mean, well, you care, and everybody cares. Nobody cares about my bitching. Everybody cares about me going forward and making something good happen. So thank you. And I appreciate that very much. Um so become a patron at Patreon. That would be the best. I'd appreciate it if you did that and go ahead and support this show in a way that makes me happy and makes you happy and makes all of us happy. And uh and I'm happy and I'm gonna be in fucking well, I'm not in well, I'm in Toronto. Let's talk about that. I'm gonna be in Toronto. And I, I keep talking about I'm going to be changing the dates, right? I'm like, oh, I'm going to change this. I might stay a little less. Da, da. Bullshit. I'm there. I got the dates. They're locked. I'm there. Uh, let me let me pull them out to make sure I can't pull them off the top of my fucking head. But I will be in uh, Toronto, Canada, folks. I get there on uh, August 5th, but I get there late at night, like at midnight, the night of August 5th. And then I leave on August 16th. It turns out I'm there 11 days. I leave. Well, I mean, i leave the morning of August 16th. So technically, I get there Tuesday the 6th, and I'm there till the 15th. So that's... Ten days, eleven days of Canada. I know I'm seeing Iron Maiden. I know I'm going to do at least one live podcast. I don't know if I'm going to do a live performance. We're going to hang out. We're going to go to fucking uh, escape rooms. We're going to go to fucking uh, throw axes. We're just gonna we're just gonna have a fucking great time, man. It's going to be the best. And uh, and Tanya and Mike, of course, are going to be there. And and our friends Tresha and Ken and uh, Rick won't be there. He he wound up moving. Um, Kendra hopefully will be involved. And John, of course, and and Kenny Fairhall and everybody. I'm looking forward to it. And any plans you guys have? Stephen Brogy is going to be there. Um, I owe Stephen an email. As a matter of fact, I mean everybody who's who was who's been there. Uh, and and hopefully more people can join everybody else. Michelle is there. Scott, all the Canada people we're going to be there. And if you guys have suggestions, you want to go to restaurants, you want to go to, you got to go do stuff. I will tell you again, it's not about spending a ton of dough, but it's about spending time. i want to spend time with you guys. And if that means just sitting in a fucking living room and bullshitting and laughing and talking and watching a baseball game or fucking goofing around or just, it's going to be the best. And like I said, I'll do a live podcast. You guys want to come over and hang out for that. That'll be totally fun. Um, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I, and my August is hammered, man. I just found out that I'm traveling a lot at the end of the month as well. Uh, I'll I'll go into more detail about that when I have official like dates and stuff like that. Um, but I, but I'm not gonna be I won't see anybody in August. I'm not saying like I'm coming to your place and I'll see you in Chicago in August. So why would I even bring it up? Why would I bring it up? I bring up the fact that I'm gonna be in Toronto because I'm gonna see you guys. Nobody gives a fuck that I'm gonna be in Chicago at the end of August. Nobody cares. Why would you care about that kind of thing? Uh, but you should care certainly. Go ahead and bring that to yourself and care about things because every you care and everybody cares. Everybody cares about me. Everybody cares about me bitching. Everybody cares about me talking. Everybody cares about salads. Everybody cares about peanuts. Everybody cares about the show. Everybody cares about me and the show. Everybody cares about me doing the show. Everybody cares about the show being on time. Uh, let's not say that. Nobody cares about the show being on time, right? Because it makes me feel good about myself and think about the fact that nobody cares about the show being on time because then I can go ahead and excuse myself. But you know what? Quit giving yourself fucking trap doors. Quit giving yourself reasons to fail, goddammit. Grab yourself by the bootstraps. First of all, hold on. Go to the store. Buy some boots. And now when you're walking around in those boots, go buy some straps. Attach those straps to those boots and then grab yourself by the bootstraps and pull yourself up and start putting the fucking show out on time because people Come to a throne if you're not gonna suck a dick.